Hey, this is Shane Hallahan, and this is the BMX in our blood. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the BMX in our blood. Thank you, Shane, for that intro that I keep using because I absolutely love it. Shane Hallahan, I'm talking about. By no coincidence, the Wheel Mill podcast that you're about to listen to um, involves the Hallahans, among others in Pittsburgh, that helped make this happen and continue to support it so it can continue to be there. So uh, enjoy the podcast. There's very cool stuff in there. Uh, one of my favorite favorite uh, parts of the building when we took a walk through was the spin room, the spin classroom. Really cool bikes and uh, it, it, it'll be it's an interesting part of the interview. So when we walk through the building, it's there's more about that spin room that I think is really, really cool and progressive. So, uh, so I, I don't remember if I said I don't remember if I said this, but I did teach spin for three years. So that spot uh, had my attention for sure. It's uh, it's a tough workout that that completely wipes you out and burns plenty of calories, but also helps you really find your true threshold uh, as a cyclist any kind of cyclist really so uh, anyway last thing is two months to go until the fifth annual fundraising jam uh, this this one of course is at powder ridge this will be the second time at powder ridge and um, it's going to be a lot of fun so camping available at a reasonable price that's for sure and we are going to have a best campsite contest. So basically pretty simple rules. If it catches your eye and it seems like people are having a good time and and just decorate and just do everything you possibly can to make it look like a fun, fun campsite. So um, I think that'll work out well. I'm not sure who I'll have judge it, but... Uh, I'm sure it'll be someone fun that hopefully can document it too. So um, anyway, after that, working on a movie night that same night, Saturday night, and uh, and that'll be fun. So just working out details on that, and uh, we're going to play a couple classics. So uh, that's about it. Just thank you, Powder Ridge, and um, of course, always thank you, Powers Bike Shop, for being such a, a supportive business that helps out in a lot of different ways in BMX. So Chad Powers is a great guy and he uh, he recognizes good and that's what he wants to be a part of. So uh, this just happens to be one of the uh, one of the things that he's he's pretty passionate about. So um, that being the the BMX in our blood podcast. So Thank you, Chad, and uh, you know, always give him a shout or a look online if there's something you're looking for. He's a full BMX shop, as well as a collector of anything BMX vintage, all the way up till present. But um, yeah, anyone that hasn't been through there should really check it out. I'm sure, you'll learn a thing or two. Have a great week, everyone. It's uh, it's all part of the the story with parenting and and all that. I know you don't have children. Do you have any kids? No. 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 Uh, 
We have a lot of kids here. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say, you have your fair share of kids yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's fun, but uh, it, this is what it's going to be like being a parent from day one. As and a, just kind of make people watch it before they as have As a cautionary kids. tale? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a... That's like, <laughs> half the time is awesome and half of it is not. Yeah, yeah. But it's easier to remember the negative stuff instead of the positive. I'm sure there's more positive. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy for them that they're adults and choosing their way. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, it's hard sometimes, yeah, you know, because yeah. you can't really say anything. You have to let them just make their own mistakes. So. Yeah, yeah. Watch the train wreck happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some train wrecks. <laughs> there's been some train wrecks, but uh, they they hop back on. Yeah. And the most important thing to me and my wife is whether they what they do with that, the things that don't go exactly like they had thought. Sure. You know, and how they they both need to learn how to speak up for themselves. And you know, if you feel a certain way about something personally or work wise. Sure. Especially since this this kid of mine wants to live in New Jersey in the worst way. Yeah, where where in New Jersey? Uh, right near Belmar. Okay. Which we he met his girlfriend actually a long time before they started dating because we used to do all the contests pretty much from Jersey North. Okay. The surfing contests. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that, but um. Uh, so she her dad runs one of the regions or used to. Because everything's broken in okay. like southern New England, and I think Jersey is even, maybe even broke up into two. Because okay. there's that much more surfing going on. I kind of grew up in New Jersey. Oh, you did? Yeah, I used okay. to surf Manawa. Oh, so you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's the next inlet south of Belmar. Okay. Cool. So, and, and that spot's cool. But otherwise, if it's bad here, it's bad everywhere. Because it's just that... You know, line with yeah. a bunch of jetties built. Yeah. Whereas uh, Rhode Island, where it's closer for us, there's more. It's it's such a like a like a ragged you know edge of ocean. It doesn't have that straight con- this straight line. It's contoured all over. So one spot will be awesome. Right. One right. morning, but on the yeah. other side of that spot, it's horrible. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't <laughs> ride the longest longboard. Yeah. And, and stay up. <laughs> so it's it's wild. So That's we like funny. going to Rhode Island. But nice. anyway, so uh, welcome to the BMX in our blood. I'm here with Harry Geyers. I you say your last That's name. That's right. And Mike, I know because yes. he's a he's a podcast veteran. Yes, <laughs> as he should be. Yeah, yeah. He he. Yeah, you you uh, you wore me out, man. <laughs> I was like, I can't keep up with this guy. I think. Most of them I can, but people don't think Mark's a talker. That Mark's a talker too. So. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder if that's just assumption, almost without even meeting him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, he's approachable to me, but I don't know. I don't. I can't see it in the eyes of a twelve-year-old, or him in the eyes of a twelve-year-old. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so actually, we'll say this real quick. I know Mark was a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but having you two here. <laughs> cover for him. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of kidding because he fits into different pieces of this this place, right? But not as sure. a full time employee. Yeah, no, no, not anymore. But he was definitely here full time in the beginning. Oh, awesome! Yeah, All right, I would say. Yeah. Just wanted to 
on the recording. Thank Powers Bike Shop uh, for sponsoring the podcast. And as it turns out, well, I knew they sponsored the last jump, and they still do. Yeah. I was talking to you yesterday. I'm like, did you move them? Or they, because I, I didn't, well, my leg was broken the last time I came. I guess it's, who knows, maybe it's still broken. <laughs> All I know is I can't ride too, too much. But I didn't get to notice the changes. And, and Mike and I were just talking about, it. Would, uh, are, are there any new sponsors? Or is it the, uh, the same but, but uh, repainted or moved? Or? We've got lots of new lots sponsors. Lots of new sponsors, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the jump in the newer ones are Odyssey and this uh, coatings brand called Universal Coatings. Yeah, and then also actually Outsider, and Protech, and Six Six One. So, in the last year, a lot of people have been supporting the park and coming on board, and it's been awesome. You've got such a unique setup here. I I think we're lucky to have it on the East Coast, coast, but you know the <laughs> Eastern part. The, we the, the, the rights with that. I thought we were the Midwest. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> and we're Appalachia. <laughs> right. We, you know what? We'll wait until later because we're going to do a, a walkthrough after we get through okay. some of the historical okay. stuff, which I may have said, yeah. and then we can kind of hit on on that. Maybe we can even rattle off the sponsors because it seems like you guys get a lot of support, for sure. which I'm sure you guys hustle for because it's, you know. We try to make them, we, we try to think of them as joint marketing. Yeah. Since it's not really like... Uh, we don't take anybody on board that we're not working with or, right. you know, not actually using their products and, and that kind of thing. Right. Gotcha. It makes Sorry. it a lot easier to do our job. I, w I would think so. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure they trust you to do what you do with it, right? I mean, for whoever paints it up and whoever advertises, which would be, uh, are you mostly the... The, yeah, I mainly deal with all the, the Wizard of Oz behind, yeah. <laughs> you know, typing stuff. Me either doing it or having someone else help me do it. So I got gotcha. you, yeah. and I get to tell you, you've done a really good job with sponsors because it's hard getting sponsors. Like the jam that I do yep. every year, it's hard. Like everyone's, oh, it must get easier year after year. Nah, not really. <laughs> it's <laughs> like starting over every year. Depending yeah. on what sponsor you're working with, yeah. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Some it's like you're totally starting over, and some are your buds, and yeah. you always have their support. But yeah, you know, some it's just like you got to be on it yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an effort for sure. Um, but yeah, and and you're right. There are a couple that definitely zero zero issue. Just say, you know, here's the date, and you just do as well as you can by them. But um, so, congrats on your sixth anniversary. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. For sure. And, and a lot of the business I deal with in plumbing and heating wholesale, you you know, you see new people come in. This isn't meant to be a, a parallel, but we always talk about that five year mark. Mm -hmm. If you can if you make the five years, that statistically I'm sure you're more likely to survive, you know, and just keep it going. So you're not closing tomorrow, are you? Because no, otherwise, this is going to be really. Not. Yeah, it's going to feel kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the interview. <laughs> no, this was actually our last. Day. Can we make this a fair one? Palm Everyone got invited to the sixth anniversary. You know. And then yeah. Well, another group the, got invited. That was the one uh, sponsorship flub that we did make. Is uh, we have a friend who. 
friends who are realtors. Oh, right. And, Cummings? Uh, or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, Justin and Cummings. they wanted to sponsor the park, so they hung up one of their realtor signs in here. And yeah. then, of course, nobody asked me, because mm. why would I know if <laughs> <laughs> we're selling the business? Right, right. I mean, so, yeah, the last person that got asked. I still yeah. hear that room. That happened, two, what, two years ago? Maybe really? more. Three years Maybe ago. Maybe three years yeah. ago. I still really? have people, like, I teach some mountain bike camps, like, mm-hmm. uh, back east, and... Uh, and I have people like even yeah. just three weeks ago at these camps saying, "Yeah, didn't you? Weren't you guys going to sell that sell the business a few years ago?" <laughs> oh wow! I, I'm sorry, just caught on to what you're saying. If you have a realtor sign, yeah, yeah, what, which probably Everybody looks like just, a regular real estate yeah, sign, it had their what, names a long sign. Yeah, yeah, it had their names on it. Oh my then, god! Yeah. Oh, I did have a couple people actually say, are you selling the building? So I was like, hey, we got to take this uh, down and change it up a little bit. Oh, but uh, no. yeah, yeah. This evidently huge rumor mill went on and nobody yeah. ever like, came out and was like, hey, Harry, are you selling the wheel mill? Anyone that hasn't heard the story, maybe they'll hear it now. <laughs> there's a fairly good reach with this podcast, so hopefully we can just end the questions for you. That, well, that, we don't want, you know, the facts to get in the way of a good story. So That's true. <laughs> that, no, that's, that's actually very true. It'd be pretty boring otherwise. That's but right. Our fantasy life is so much richer than the, the reality. Oh, that's also called Instagram. <laughs> and Facebook. Well, I don't use Facebook. But, well, Facebook's probably good for uh, event announcements, I would Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we definitely have a good... Good yeah. thing going with that, I think. Yeah, and we'll get into all the other programs or all the programs, period, that you guys run sure. to stay afloat. So, uh, what did you do? You do this full time now? Oh yeah, I thought so, but yeah. I wasn't sure. I mean, yeah. there's some people that operate things just by hiring people like Mike. Sure, sure. And I don't make Mike do all the really crappy, yeah, admin work. <laughs> I get to do that. Down, what, down to hey, you know what's super exciting? Yeah. We migrated from uh, uh, QuickBooks desktop to mm-hmm. QuickBooks online on Thursday. Really? Yeah, super exciting, right? Which, well, to me it is. <laughs> to me it is because I have a lot of customers who use QuickBooks. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's got to be easier. That's part of the like stuff that I have yeah. to do. So. Which helps you for year end, or do you do, do you do quarterly here? Uh, we for, do monthly, actually. We have to for sales tax and for okay. uh, City of Pittsburgh amusement tax. We're an amusement park. Amusement's not free. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Technically, you have to pay, on to, the be, books. Have to, pay to be amused. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I mean, yeah. do they realize we could just be amused at home? I mean, we don't, <laughs> right, yeah. We don't need to yeah. charge tax for that. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, if you don't mind me going back a couple sure, steps sure. before yeah. a wheel mill, uh, what type of different jobs did you have? Or maybe you just had one job all your life. But And <laughs> how did it help you with, with this? Yeah. Uh, had a billion jobs. Maybe not a billion. Had a lot of jobs my whole life. Uh, You'd be a teenager if you had a billion already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These days. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I think my first paying gig was uh, for my dad pulling dandelion heads. <laughs> monotonous work yeah you know? and then I actually that was my first experience with uh, like like quotas and salary caps because uh, he's like I'll pay you five cents a dandelion head until you start going too fast and then I came back with a whole trash bag full of dandelion heads and he had to pay me like eight fifty-five or something like that and he's like whoa so he's like okay I'll pay you 
a penny a dandelion head. Oh man, that's so, that's funny. That's uh, where I first learned about about yeah. how business works. Like, right. It's not how hard you work. It's just what people are going to pay you. It doesn't matter how hard right. you work. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. That doesn't fit the budget. I'm sorry. We either have to let you go or pay you a penny. A penny that's a, that's a right. You can either, yeah. Wow. Right. Was he using it to make anything? No, no. We weren't doing like dandelion wine or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, we had some neighbors that were. But no, he just didn't want to spray pesticide on the lawn or herbicide. And... Uh, but he didn't want dandelions either because the neighbors were yelling at us because they all had pristine lawns and oh, we had dandelions. So yeah. my parents are like quasi hippies. So they're like, we're not going to spray. Yeah. I, so, but we're not going to, we're not going to spray. We're not going to pay. I'm right. like, well, Hey, I'm going on strike labor union. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's another angle you yeah. could pull. Yeah. Say, I'm going to check this with my union boss, but I don't think you can change the rate yeah. per dandelion yeah. without going through my my, we had my people. The, the yeah. eight-year-olds had really poor representation back yeah. then. So, yeah, I just kept picking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what are the major jobs that came after that? Um, I would say, you know, I've had a lot of jobs that I think helped me um, prepare for the pain of the wheel mill. Yeah, um, right, right. <laughs> my first job on the books was in a warehouse with no windows uh, all by myself for eight hours a day. Um, and you seem to still be yeah. uh, functioning normally. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. It, that's my amazing. job was to take a, um, it was a ski, ski shop. Mm-hmm. And had, the guy had five, five stores. So I'd take one big box and divide it into five little boxes. I get you. I did that all day, every day, with no right. windows by myself wow. uh, in a warehouse. And uh, he finally hired somebody to help. And I didn't yeah. Like, yeah. really know what to do with this other right. human. Like, yeah. We didn't talk. and. <laughs> it was a weird job yeah but, uh, uh, but yeah it definitely like set, set the tone of like hey if you yeah. want to make money mm-hmm. it's not going to be like your dream job necessarily so you just go yeah. go no. show up and you do your job right <laughs> so, did, you, did you also do construction I did work yeah things? yeah I uh, I went to college um, and uh like most people probably didn't get a job exactly in my field. Um, I went overseas, taught English for a few years. Japan? Uh, Taiwan, actually. Taiwan, okay. Yeah, I lived there for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into wrenching on motorcycles there and racing motorcycles. While you were there? While I was there, yeah. That's pretty cool. It was pretty rad. Wow. Um, hooked up with this British expat who mm-hmm. uh, emigrated to Taiwan and, and uh, he used to make gears for Jaguar and he taught me a bunch of stuff and uh, he had a scooter rental business that he started there and uh-huh. uh, brought me on board as a mechanic and yeah. um, then I started yeah, racing I ended up getting uh, kind of auditioning for a, a road racing team there mm-hmm. and uh, in Taiwan in Taiwan uh, ended up becoming the first American to race in the Taiwanese National Grand Prix really <laughs> yeah wow that was pretty exciting, uh, and uh, did pretty well, and it was an amazing learning experience. I mean, just different kind mm-hmm. of economy and and mm-hmm. and uh, just different opportunities. You can kind of accelerate certain sure. types of growth there that maybe mm-hmm. aren't available in, in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, moved back, ended up getting certified in the states to be a motorcycle mechanic. Oh, did that okay. for nine years. Wow. Uh, and then started getting into construction 
-hmm. And when I moved back to Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, started just working for other people, mm -hmm. got, get my feet under me, and then opened my own business. Got some uh, rental properties, fixed those up, and... Uh, Seems to be the thing to do in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, especially like, houses. <laughs> like 15 years ago, it was definitely the thing to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think I could afford to buy a house now. But. No, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> depending on the part of the city, right? Sure, like yeah. closer to the yeah. university, maybe. It's a, I'm sure yeah. it's a whole different story. Yeah. Gentrifying. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, uh, started my own construction company, and mm -hmm. then also uh, started a reclaimed lumber company. Uh, and uh, was running those. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no shortage yeah. of reclaimed lumber in here. No. <laughs> By the way, everywhere. it's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's wild. I, I like the look of it because it feels like you brought in some outdoors. Yeah, for sure. You know, right into it. But yeah, definitely. So uh, just to let people know, we're in, I, I guess we'll call it like the, the waiting room, hangout room, yeah, or lounge, lunch room. Whatever. Yeah. 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 The lodge, the lounge. Whatever you want yeah. uh, to. I've recorded quite a few interviews up in that corner <laughs> right. back there. Yeah. Only one time was it an issue because, you know, kids are supposed to leave their bikes here. Right. They come in 100 miles an hour and like they squeaky brakes all the way like to there. And I'm like... Adds, you, to the, adds to the realism, right? Well, I was really into it for first, and then I realized, wow, this is really annoying. Like, I ride with squeaky brakes, and nobody yeah. wants to ride with me because, first of all, I use the brakes too much, but <laughs> but they're loud. It's it's. What's your what's your secret? Do you put Mountain Dew on your rims like the kids do here? No. <laughs> no. Actually, I, I think that fad has gone away. Yeah. yeah. What's the new Simple one? Simple Green was good back in the day. Yeah, and then yeah. it went to Mountain Dew here for a while. Yeah, really? Rub Mountain Dew on your rims, yeah. Wow. And I don't even know. If my brakes sucked on road trips when I was little, that's what I did. I didn't know how to work on them. I just put Mountain Dew on them. <laughs> I, I towed these every which way to having no toes almost. I mean, there was no, there, you could only tow brake pads so many way, ways, and I could not get it squeaking to stop. It was, it's, uh, so now I have to basically ride brakeless, meaning, don't yeah. touch the don't lever. Touch yeah. <laughs> Unless I have to pull the parachute fast. Right. You know, right. because I'm about I'm on a downhill section that's scaring the hell out of me. <laughs> but um so that gives me a good idea of, of why a building like this may not have intimidated you <laughs> as much as yeah. more most people would have been, but put me back in that dark hole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you still have no windows. You're supposed to graduate two windows. <laughs> Yeah. Are there any His in the office second has all windows. My office has windows, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. thank God. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Wow. I'm going to switch over to you, Mike. Yeah, totally. um, I know a bit of your college story yeah. uh, from, uh, from the interview I did with you and your brother. And uh, you, you had a pretty impressive, I think, uh, uh, college career. You're also um, a dad. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right. I don't know the whole story, which makes me truly a dad. Yeah. I don't know what really happened. You never want. To. No, and I don't want to know. It's because yeah. you know how I feel like the first week you can still yeah, you get can get out seventy five percent and then fifty percent and then no, sorry, it's we're just keeping your money if you don't show up. But I always dreamed of using that, but I was too responsible. <laughs> See, and that's why we're going to talk about, about you quickly. What did you uh, feel comfortable and helpful bringing to the table when? Because you guys have been basically together on this since since day one, you know, or did sort you of, yeah, yeah, loosely yeah. day one, yeah. Okay, 
gotcha. had the building, was building some ramps, mm-hmm. had a lot of ideas going, and then I had we a, were introduced. Yeah, I had a community meeting to introduce the, the concept and uh, get the blessing from the community, and uh, Mike Hallahan came to that meeting, and he said, I've got brothers that you need to meet. <laughs> yeah. Literal brothers or... Uh, Not the Hallahan brothers, but the Patazzi yeah, yeah. brothers. The Patazzi brothers, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah, and that was, that's how we got hooked up. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then from there, it really yeah, took off. Yeah, for sure. Got it. Um, now you, uh, what was your major? History and political science. I, I mean, it fits. Perfectly. Perfect. There's, yeah. Yeah, hand in hand. <laughs> but what you've turned into is, is you're the social media face of the wheel mill for the most part. Yeah, is that right? I do most of the social media stuff, yeah. Got it. Yeah. So I'll stop sending emails that say uh, Harry when I'm sending them <laughs> to the general <laughs> email. Yeah. Um, general email goes to hand, but yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, yeah, just yeah. keep doing what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I hardly ever have to send emails except for arranging this, but. Uh, but you had the um, you created the the cycling team for your college, right? Yeah. So it was actually, I mean, not cycling. It was a, a skateboarding, rollerblading, scootering, bike riding, whatever you want to do club. But then it integrated. Our school was also big in photography and f- photography and film. So mm-hmm. we had photography students making like zines. We had film students making videos, uh-huh. and. You know, then just riders going and riding. But before that, I was student body president in my college, and I learned all the loopholes, every yeah. single loophole. So yeah. my senior year, I had that club, uh-huh. and every Friday, I had a free bus to take all of my friends to the skate park, just every Friday. So it was awesome. Like, you know, I'd be busy doing school during the week and just, like, jib around. But then right. on Friday, I went and had a real session, like, my whole senior year, and it was yeah. awesome. And it cost us nothing. Right. Because I found, you know... Clubs had so much bus credit, but if you're over 21, you can learn to become a bus driver. So I was a certified Point Park bus driver, and it only cost 30 cents a mile, so I had $250, and a lot of skate parks were only five miles away. So like, I literally calculated it out, and I was like, all right, it's all free, great. Didn't have to ask for like budget from anyone, because we already had that budget, because we were an official club. Right. So, like, and then what's funny is, so, because we went on a trip every week, we met technically every week, and then we also threw like awesome parties. We won best club of the year. And it was our first year of being a club in existence. And these parties must have been really good then. They were great parties. Yeah. <laughs> were these held on the compound, the Patazzi compound? No, they're actually on campus. But because <laughs> Patazzi compound this. stuff, we were friends with Red Bull, but Red Bull works with colleges a lot. They do? They, oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know. They that. have a whole like college program. But then they would help us throw parties and give us like infrastructure and budget mm-hmm. for DJs and all kind of stuff like that. And then we would throw these parties and wow. yeah. And then we also started a clothing brand as fundraisers too. So it's sort of like my beginning part of doing jaunt was uh-huh. literally my school paid for me to make like a pretend clothing company project. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, that just like, I was already making shirts and making, you know, all kind of different, like whatever long sleeves like yeah. hoodies and hats and, yeah. Yeah. you know, but that was on like my, my school's dime, which yeah. essentially I would have been paying for if I wasn't on scholarship, but I was, I was going to say you paid for it somehow, but if you were also on, if you were on scholarship, then work yeah. in the system, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's where you've got to be critical in the pieces of, of wheel mill stuff. Yeah. You know, finding, I've, finding those ways to make it happen. That my senior year of college, 
I figured out it's a way. It's all legal, too. <laughs> I, I had my club. I was in school. Yeah. I, then I was like an RA. I had free room and board, uh-huh. and I got paid to go to college. I got paid like something like two grand. <laughs> like, Can you go back? I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a professor and then just really get paid for, yeah. for all of that? So it gives me an idea of what, what you bring to the wheel mill, especially in the beginning. Um, and you had mentioned Mike, and was Mike advocating for something specifically, uh, or just advoca- advocating to make sure there was a to help give a space to the youth to just? I mean, he uh, he said early on, like, hey, you know, we're going to raise two, three times a week. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, and if there could be a park in our neighborhood. <laughs> oh, so that this is pretty much to save him <laughs> gas money. This is all, <laughs> well, all of this is us being selfish. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we want yeah, our own place yeah, to ride. I mean, I think yeah. that's, that's yeah. what makes it good is that you do it the way you, you would do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, he it definitely had, had his personal reasons for it, you know, for sure. his kids. You know, that's huge. Uh, but uh, but a big backstory. Uh, Mark and I and a couple others like Cal uh, McCrory and Taylor McCrory, we tore down a skate park that was in Pittsburgh, and then we warehoused it. So between the two of us, these other brothers and us, yeah. Yeah. we had almost an, like a complete. It was probably like a fifteen-ish thousand square foot skate park, maybe a little smaller. Which one was that? It's B cubed. Okay. Uh, and we zoo had was Zoo or Eric Miller. Yeah. For those that don't know. He, he was a cube guy, right? Yeah, I think. we all were. Yeah. Depending, I mean, we talked about the merging as... Yeah. Depending as, on your age and, you know, when you rode a lot or didn't, you know. Right. But B, everyone rode B-Cube. But, uh-huh. but B-Cube, yeah, we tore it down and we had, like, we had box jump spines, like, grind boxes, a bunch of pyramids. Oh. So, like, we just had it sitting there. Like, we were waiting for someone like Harry or yeah. someone else. Like, a lot of people were during that phase where we were driving three times a week to raise or other parks around America. Right. We were all like, all right, let's buy a warehouse. But I was also in college and I was like, I have like a hundred dollars. <laughs> and know? you couldn't get him to agree to pay for this place too? What? <laughs> through I the couldn't. bike club? <laughs> through no. the cycling club? Yeah. yeah. Their clubs do come to this school or do come to their, their clubs do come to the wheel now though. So. so someone did take over and keep it going? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's got to feel good to you to know that it continued on. Yeah, that, that club is, clubs come and go in colleges. Mm-hmm. That one's sort of going, but in college, I did make a bike program, just like a commuting bike program, and it's, in the, mm-hmm. it's like its ninth year. Oh, I made a community okay. service day, and it's in its ninth year, so like, yeah, I'm pretty stoked on that stuff. But the bike riding club, the one thing, I think it's why I got pulled in here, is most bike riders don't have their shit together, so yeah. I had the... Uh, the administration background and the bike riding background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a tough one. It's kind of like the contractor that's a really good contractor but is horrible at paperwork. Yeah, and but doesn't pay the quarterlies mm-hmm. or in your case monthlies. <laughs> you know, and it just they get behind. Just there's very few people that can do both in in the business I'm involved in. So it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good that you can. Yeah, if I need to do the paperwork, I can. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, one last thing on the school thing. The van out there, uh, was that? No, that wasn't through the school, was it? No, it's a no specialized that was a specialized thing okay. that was going through the park. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And that, 
it, is that used for camp at all? We do use it for camp and we use it for, uh, I mean, we've always, one of the parts of the mission of the wheel mill has always been to be a resource for the cycling community. Mm -hmm. So we use it for our own summer camp. Mike started an outdoor camp last year, uh, okay. taking kids around the skate parks, so, sure. which is pretty awesome. And, uh, but we also loan it out to Bike Pittsburgh and to Healthy Ride and to Ruach, which is a neighborhood BMX mm -hmm. club, uh, take kids to South Park. And, uh, you know, there was a, some firefighters were raising money for a charity, uh, rode from, in from Ohio to Pittsburgh. And, right. you know, so we, like any, we're basically use it for us and for any, any other group that we can sure. help. So, yeah. That's good. So now we'll go all the way back. Uh, do you rent or own here? Rent. Rent. Yeah. Always the best way. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I would imagine. <clears throat> do you know of any parks between the two of you that are actually owned, or is like, it feels to me that almost every space for parks around mm -hmm. the country is is rented space? But I don't know. Uh, yeah. Other than Joyride, but they're in Canada. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like the kitchen, the place, uh, Rip, uh, Rick Hoppy, is that how you say his name? Yeah. The one he does in Indiana. And then of course Ray's and, and uh, it, well, that's it. We have one up, but no, we have two. We have Rye, Airfield, you know, it's close. It's four hours. It's, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know anybody that owns. I, that's the kind of anybody has the capital to start and own. Mm -hmm. That's just like insanity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Incline Club is a good example of, of bad landlords. Bad landlords for sure, uh, but at least, at least when it was done, it was done. Of course, it was, I helped a little bit of the tear out, and it, it's hard. I don't know what you guys do, but you put ten to one screws than I would. <laughs> and, and actually, I'm sure it's because of traffic, right? You're more likely to not have. A feature fail mm -hmm. if you just, you know, load it up, bomb proof. It. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Which is awesome because with all these other things going on, I would imagine it would be nice to save a little money on lumber and screws and all that, but <laughs> it seems like you put, then you put, put it back on maintenance. Yeah. 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 Right. And you got to close the line down and totally rebuild it because all the plywood's blown out or whatever. If there's so. one thing you want to piss ground chuck off about, close a line while he's using it. <laughs> Don't put the cone out. <laughs> there needs to be a, a ground check part two. Yeah. He's got a lot of things on his mind. <laughs> I didn't even ask for questions, but he was the one person that sent a question yeah. with this one. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want questions. <laughs> but he actually has a very good question. Awesome. So, so anyway, so, uh, so you rent it. Um, so initially, once you found the building, the concept came first, and then you went and found a site? So uh, my cousin took me to raise mm -hmm. whatever, 12 years ago or however long ago now. Oh. And of course, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we drove there in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, That's exactly. a normal way to go. <laughs> yeah. And then you ride until you just can't like lift your arms up, and then you're trying to drive back with no arms in a right. snowstorm again. And uh, the whole time, you're like, oh, there got to be a way to do this close to home. Yeah. So you spend two and a half hours like going, there's got to be a way to do this yeah, close right. to home. And that's what kicked it off. Um, and uh, it, I actually spent the next five years looking for a building. 
And five years. Yeah, I spent five years knocking on doors, wow. getting told no. Um, I thought it was going to be slam dunk because, you know, this is, well, now that would be like 12 years ago in Pittsburgh. Sure. Yeah. Things were starting to kick off a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's still not like it is now. And there are all these industrial sites that were still just completely vacant. Mm -hmm. um, not even, like now that they're all, all gussied up, you know, they've remediated everything and they're all cleared out at the very least. But they hadn't even started to do cleanup on any of these places. And right. I thought, oh yeah, this is, I'm just gonna walk in and be like, hey, guess what? We're gonna start this business here. And mm -hmm. they're gonna be like, oh my, that's awesome. And uh, it turns out that every industrial site uh, is owned by a, a, a separate independent economic development mm -hmm. company. Sure, nonprofit, and the, the way they acquired it, the the money to uh, control the site was to say, hey, we're going to do high tech industry on this one, and the other one was, well, we're going to do biomedical on this one. Uh, okay. So people gave them millions of dollars based on their promise that when this thing comes up and running, it's going to be high tech or it's going to be biomedical or it's going to be whatever. Uh -huh. And so I come in and say, bike park, <laughs> and they're like, sorry. You know, we can't, we can't tell these people that just gave us, you know, $15 million that we're not going to do high tech. We're actually going to do a bike park. Right. Right. <laughs> we're going to go backwards. Yeah. yeah technology. Right. And wow. if, you know, if they had all been owned by the same one and they might have been able to let one go, but they were all right. separate organizations and they all had their promises to keep. So, yeah. You know. So does that mean you did it with less funding because you couldn't uh, you couldn't tap into that resource? Oh, <laughs> yeah, funding. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> well, <laughs> you mean credit cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But yeah. I mean, what they had if if you fell under uh, one of those areas, of there might have been group. some sort of incentive. Yeah, to that's to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, just kept looking. Mm -hmm. You know, spent a lot of time just driving around, knocking on doors, sending out letters, sending out emails. Uh, and I was, I had my construction company and my reclaimed lumber company in a building actually across the street where the Humane Animal Rescue is now. Okay. There was a building there where East End Brewery used to be as well. Uh -huh. And uh, I was leasing that and sort of a woodworking co-op in there. Okay. And the, you were looking at this place every day then. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't even, this place wasn't even, like everybody else, you don't realize what this place is until you come inside. So right. I didn't even think about it um, because it didn't, it just looked like this little one-story building. It yeah. looks like it's, half the place looks like it's 12 foot tall. Yeah. Like, not big <laughs> yeah. enough for ramps. Yeah, because yeah. we're a story underground. That, see that door up there? That's the, yeah. that's the uh, alleyway. Get out of here. Yeah, so we're a story underground uh, right now. I mean, I know we came down a little bit of a ramp, but it must, it must be a... Uh, it's a slight hill. It's slight, but yeah, you just keep working your way down so you don't realize we're wow. a story underground. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, so yeah. You, it's kind of a little bit inconspicuous from the outside, and it's yeah. chopped up so you don't realize that there's, there's continuous space on the inside. Sure. But, uh, but my landlord said, hey, I know you, you, know, you told me about this thing you wanted to do, mm -hmm. you've got this building that part of it's coming vacant, um, you want to take a look and see. Yeah. And uh, so I called up a friend from uh, Dirt Rag Magazine yeah. and said, hey, I might be a little biased because I've been looking for five years and I'm just about to say yes to anything, mm -hmm. um, so you got to check me on this. And, right. and uh, he's like, it's, it's going to be weird 
possibly, but I think you can make it work. You know, it could be cool. It's going to be different than what you were thinking. Right. You know, the layout. It's not like Ray's layout or whatever. So, but if you're creative, you could probably make it work. So, I think those uh, appeal to different people. I think that's why it's it's cool that people always make it as we've all talked about part of it from my area anyway mm -hmm. and I'm sure from south too or, or west but you, you know, it's one of the stops like you may, if yeah, you're going to yeah, do a sure. weekend for it's sure. you know yeah. it, you this is always one of the stops what's that? we're a loop like it's like yeah, yeah. right uh -huh. so that, that that part's that part's great so uh, more of the boring questions that I care about uh, did you, alright, so this is an old building, what was it before, how old is this building, first of all, if you know? I mean, it's like, I know it's, it's like shop, seven but, different buildings that yeah. have been just added, added, added over the years, and, and uh, courtyards have been filled in, and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, I think it's about, a, about 80 years old, um, the oldest structures, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that probably puts you in a slightly better position, but my, my question instantly, I was thinking, as a renter, is uh -huh. there anything you had to uh, remediate, or was there any, did you have to do like a cleanup based on what this was before? So, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Cleaned, we cleaned for about three months straight. Yeah, but yeah. Nothing, nothing to the point where they had to like dig out where, say, say well, we bought a, a building that's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it was a car dealership. So, there's bound to be crap all over in the ground around there. Um, but this, structurally, everything was, was pretty good. You didn't have any Yeah, it had been occupied. Messes. The city of Pittsburgh was in this section, oh. um, and state police impound was in the middle section, and then the end section was actually still occupied when we moved in. Wow. Where yeah. you have the street course? Yeah, where the, the pump track. track. Yeah. 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 The pump I'm sorry, the next room, too. Yeah, it's yep. the one yep. that I was thinking. Of. So we didn't yeah. have that for a couple months. Yeah, into opening or or no, uh, no building process. Yeah, yeah okay. we didn't have it for like six months or Got so. Yeah. So as I was joking with Mike about uh, last night when I was driving in, uh, it's it's even more. We were calling it. It should have been the. It could have been the seventh anniversary, but now it sounds like it could be the twelfth anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> if you had in all those years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wanted to do it, but yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I give you a lot of credit for sticking with the plan because it, that cannot be easy. I don't know if my patience is even even set up for that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's the easy part is. Yeah. Being told no for five years straight is a lot easier than like bleeding money for five years straight. <laughs> right, right, right. Just That's to, just the warm up. Getting told no for five years yeah. is like, let's get you limbered up here because we're really going to have at you. <laughs> oh, wow. So safe, well, safe to say you've jumped through a lot of hurdles. The city must be happy with it, I would imagine. They don't care. Yeah. Damn it. There's yeah, so much going on here that it. Yeah, we're not Uber or yeah. Lyft or. Amazon or Whole Foods or UPMC or anything exciting like that. So we're not even like on the radar. All those companies you just mentioned, their home base is Pittsburgh? More or, or less. Big office, yeah. yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Huh. So the competition's pretty stiff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to get noticed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, the driverless cars going to be invented here essentially. Like the final yeah. product. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, what better place to put a car? 
Well, I'm that's the, that's the that's idea. Why that's Every, why it's here because if it can, if they can navigate Pittsburgh with the hills because of the, G, the GPS challenge, and, yeah. then, and then like the really poor roadway design, then they're going to be able to make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and that's why road biking and mountain biking here is so fun too. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, real quickly, I mean that. Uh, what is the what is the hill climbing uh, race every year? What are they Dirty called? Dirty dozen. Yeah. Dirty dozen. Awesome. So yeah, it's the yeah. the twelve toughest climbs. Yeah. Which it's Baker's dozen, isn't it? Dirty dozen. Isn't thirteen? They added one, you think? No, it's 12. no, it's twelve. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's pretty cool. So you already had you already knew there was a pretty good cycling scene, whether it be mm -hmm. through uh, mountain bike or or BMX. I mean, I really came at it from the mountain bike side for sure. Right. Yeah. Which makes it handy to have definitely Mark and Mike for sure. And and well, at that time, uh, the Hallahans were they still racing? No, maybe they were segwaying. Right when they were like oh, just segwaying, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you already had well, you knew you had a healthy oh yeah BMX. Well, that's what that's what our yin and yang was. It was just mm -hmm. you know he's more on the mountain bike end, we're yeah. more on the BMX end, and mm -hmm. and that's like also where Hallahans always like. He needs, to, you know, he needs more BMX input, and Alan was like, "Who can talk? That's a BMXer." <laughs> like, Mark, Mark, okay, <laughs> right, right. And that's sort of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so the bike park idea. Mm. How did it from from since this goes way further back than I thought? Mm -hmm. uh, what did you envision back then uh, that changed a bit? as you actually got deeper into it, especially in the last year where you guys were actively building. Yeah, yeah. Were there any major changes uh, to the original plan, I should say? Uh, there was no original plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a great answer, too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it was, uh, I knew that I loved to ride. I mean, mm -hmm. I started out riding BMX and racing BMX when I was a kid, and and then like trying to do freestyle, but there were like, I could practice with cows basically where I grew up. So <laughs> right. uh, I have my like- You gotta be my, careful with the way you say that around where I live. Yeah, oh really, okay. <laughs> Practicing yeah. with cows. Yeah, no, from the farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I had like, I had my, my Haro how to freestyle book, mm -hmm. my, my picture book, you know. Was that the, was it Haro or was it BMX Action that put together that free, that, I remember that red bound if you ever it wasn't one. red bound uh, I know you're half the I, age I think it was, it was it was it was a Haro book because I was pretty like into Haro at my Haro jersey yeah. and everything like that and oh, okay. my, uh, my FST and yeah, yeah so I, yeah I was so like, you dabbled in a little bit oh yeah for stuff. sure yeah it's not like completely unfamiliar to me at all no. but uh, yeah it was just like a picture book you know mm. there you are by yourself yeah and like you're gonna try to do this whatever right tail whip or this yeah and mm -hmm. you're just like you have like six pictures to put it all together <laughs> <laughs> true and then you've got no one like oh you almost had it you know you're yeah, just right. there by yourself so it didn't go too far so you build as you went and did you kind of figure out quickly like which room would work best for oh, yeah. say what you wanted to do mm -hmm. and actually you can answer this if you want because I keep thinking Wood's room you're probably looking at Maybe the room that had the right ceiling heights yeah. mm -hmm. and all that. So we like assessed all the rooms and you know, we there was a ton of ideas and then we knew of course we wanted a jump room, a pump track, like a mini, 
you know, like a technical mountain bike room, some sort of flowy mountain bike room, a beginner room, like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of these rooms aren't that big. So we had to assess like, okay, you know, we can't put a jump line in the room we're sitting in right now, you know, or the next room or where the, you know, where the foam pit is. So we, you know, we're like, okay, jump room can only go in these rooms, you know, and then we sort of just like felt out the different spaces mm -hmm. and the ceiling heights. And then there's a ton of other limitations like, There'll be random poles, and uh, there's a crane in the jump room. There's a, there's a weird heater in the jump room, so we had to really we fill out. We check out that heater, because that's kind of along we'll the lines. That, the heater actually dictated the whole design. We'll show you it. But mm -hmm. So, like, we had to fill out, you know, and we wanted to, you know, keep it as much mountain bike and BMX as mm -hmm. possible. So, looking at every room, we had to assess all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, how we have our... Um, our cross-country loop, you know, we had to think about, well, then the mountain bike stuff has to go near this so we can actually go right. and loop through the building. I got you. Yeah, so all that stuff comes into play and then... And then no budget. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Endless money, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah was just... it wasn't like, oh, we'll just tear this out and tear that out and put some new stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, no, we're leaving everything we can leave. Yeah. I can imagine. And then being resourceful with whatever you could bring in, which these could yeah. not have been light. Some of them weren't, some of them were Yeah, not. they're different species, yeah, depending on yeah, oh. what species it is. Uh, yeah, you're right. The, uh, the sumacs are pretty light, but the, like, the oak is pretty heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine, yeah. And we had a lot of code. I mean, everything we did with building permits. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had to put my, a lot of money into the fire safety systems and right. all that kind of stuff. So... Um, like multiple exits even like did you have to find yeah yeah we have you know five specific exits and we went through a whole we went through the whole thing from the beginning to the end mm -hmm. i mean that that meeting where i met mike hallahan the community mm -hmm. meeting was the very first step in the process of going through city planning because mm -hmm. you have to get they're the gatekeeper for any project and if you can't get through city planning then you can't get to building permitting so mm -hmm. um you know, and you, and you have to show up with city planning, having had a community meeting and have, you know, like some representative from the community, mm -hmm. like a community group say, like, we approve of this project before right. you can even go anywhere, right. get a parking study. And, yeah. you know, you got to pay all that money to, you know, get all of that stuff down on paper before they're ever going to talk to you about anything. So, um, so a lot of the budget just went into that kind of stuff, unfortunately. Did you but have to pay like a, a civil engineer or anyone? Yeah, I, uh, I paid a consultant to put that whole plan together. Something presentable uh, that's all mapped out. Yeah, I've got yeah. huge poster boards because you had to go down to zoning. We needed mm -hmm. to change some zoning for parking. And yeah. uh, you go to a zoning hearing and you try to get as many people in favor to come and say, you know, we want this. And, right. um, and you basically try to make it a slam dunk for them. And, right. uh, and then they you know, consider it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, six weeks later they say, all right. Yeah. And then you go to building permitting and you start the whole next process. Right. Right. So, and that's all, I know some of the things you're going, you went through that I've gone through in New York, mm -hmm. live in Connecticut, but I mm -hmm. work in New York, but it's not like glamorous New York. Either. It's like, <laughs> yeah. This is upstate. Yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the cow thing. Sure. Like freestyling yeah. with the cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freestyling with the cows. Um, 
But we, uh, we had to wait for meetings. So timing was everything. If you missed that meeting, now you had to wait an entire, at least one more month oh, yeah. before zoning would for be sure. with you again. Yeah, so, they only have hearings once a month. So Yeah. yeah. So it's a pain when you're on this track that you're like, for sure. Yeah, yeah when you're paying rent, you know, you don't. You start paying rent the minute you, I mean, I even had to pay ahead of time before I even leased the building to keep other people from leasing it. You know, you buy an option, yeah. you know, and it's like a part, a smaller chunk of the rent payment just to keep other people from renting it out while you're deciding whether or not this is a good idea. That truly is a security deposit. It's, it's well, yeah, I mean, it's moves. not, like, you still had to pay that too. Yeah. <laughs> And you're still here six years later. Yeah, it's not. We're that, 12. Whichever like, way we're are, Yeah, I get emails all the time about opening bike parks. And then when I start telling people, like, this is what it takes. Then this is my plan, by the yeah. way, is to stop with phone calls. Because yeah. everyone's just, they're not going to have another question. <laughs> yeah. They're going to yeah, be well, like, this is scared, horrible. Right? This guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not. Because you, you made, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you have to. It's yeah. nice when you're not putting more money in than you're making. But obviously, that wouldn't happen for. Not the case yet. Yet. Yeah. So you're, we're you're hoping to get turned around here soon, but we're still you get still paying to have the wheel mill open. Got um, recouping your investment or just yearly no, keeping I'm it still open? trying to yeah. And that's gotta be if you're comfortable talking about that sure. for a minute. Not yeah. not in dollars and cents, we don't need to know that, but yeah. um, so the payback is obviously it's slow, it sounds like, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of high fives. It's a very... It's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm just happy it, seeing you guys happy. Right. right. My <laughs> wife, doing it on all the other hand, well. not as happy. Yeah, as you send her off to find the highest paying full-time job that has exactly. insurance. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yes. And yes. did you do this now? Yes. No, Run. I'm, I'm very Run. fortunate. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah... It, People, you know, obviously, you know, you get every age involved with BMX and mountain biking. Mm -hmm. uh, some people don't understand what goes into it, but to know that you're still recouping investment, mm -hmm. but you must be on a on a steady upward trend. Otherwise, you you wouldn't keep putting money into something that was just a sinking ship. Yeah, definitely. And you know, my wife and I got to a point a few years back where it was like, okay, it's either gonna is this, are you going to continue to dig the hole deeper mm -hmm. or are you going to start filling the hole back in? Yeah. And it wasn't, right. uh, luckily she didn't say, all right, you need to fill the hole back in mm -hmm. this year right. or we're done. Right. But it had to be like, all right, we need to have a strong path towards yeah. being able to fill the hole back in. Sure. Because we put our life savings, mm -hmm. our future, yeah. you know, 401ks, everything, uh, any property that I invested in, uh, rehabbed whatever my construction business any asset that I had mm -hmm. I either sold or mortgaged oh, so um, you know we were at that point where it was like we got nothing left to give that's pretty it's, scary yeah <laughs> it's really, I, I can't imagine giving up any any assets I have uh, all of them mm -hmm. for possible feel, I mean you, you're 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 gambling with your retirement for sure. for sure yeah yeah definitely. uh you need to get a lot of high fives <laughs> a lot wow give my wife the high fives yeah. she deserves yeah. them more than i do yeah <laughs> right i mean because she doesn't have her hands on the steering wheel and she you know trusted me enough to continue yeah. on so 
Well, like we're talking about, you got the uh, you got the upward trend, and mm -hmm. you're because of how well you've done so far. So you get you get that going for you, and uh, it's not a lot of parks. It no. just is not a lot. I mean, there's yeah, a big yeah. gap from Pittsburgh all the way to there might be one on either Staten Island or I forget what borough. It's just, it's fifty fifty. I 50 -50, think it is. Yeah. 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 So that's a hike. Yeah. That's the only one for New York City that I know, or just say New York in general, Southern New York, mm -hmm. and Long Island, uh, and then. For me in Connecticut, the closest one is at least two and a half hours to get to Skater's Edge, and then uh, Rye is even further, mm -hmm. Rye Airfield. Yeah, that's it though. Is one. Yeah, that's yeah, one thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, as you know, I mean, yeah. you figure out where your, where the other parks are. Jeez, and I, I kind of, and I'm sure you guys know this answer, but in a way, it almost makes sense to be close, close enough to another park. That could work in your favor as well, you know, as people yeah, you like know, we talked it, about going yeah, to both. I would love to figure out the formula. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the variables like real estate prices and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's honestly part of my my mission is mm -hmm. to figure out that formula, um, mm -hmm. not just to pay back all my debt, but sure. uh, but because of the impact that, that the park has had on the community, mm -hmm. um, on people, yeah, uh, and it's not like Pittsburgh is the only place that needs that. You know, every I think everywhere in the U.S. needs that. Mm -hmm. If I could figure out the formula that other people could do it in other places, sure. you know, that would be a, like a great gift to right the to, to the country. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's something that we're working on, not just for ourselves, but mm -hmm. so that, you know, maybe one day we could figure out, like, oh, yeah, if you just do this, this, and this, and this, mm -hmm. in this combination, then you can duplicate this model other places. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but, so that's, that's part of what we're working on. That's good, because there's been an awful lot of places that, obviously, they don't know that magic combination either. Sure. That have had to close, and yeah. it's crazy how abruptly places close. Mm -hmm. It's in Incline Club. Yeah, they had what a month notice, maybe. That wasn't necessarily their fault, though. No, yeah. no, no, no. It wasn't their fault. Yeah. Uh, I think they were hanging on to try to try to get the deal manageable, right? Yeah. And it was just they they made it. The people that own the property yeah, sure. made it. Yeah. And you guys know this as well, yeah. me, but they made it unaffordable, almost intentionally, because they wanted oh, yeah. to take over sure. the rest of the building, right? Yeah. If I yeah. understand it right. Yeah. I have some of the ramps in my basement, <laughs> and now you know. Now that I built yeah. this little part for my yeah. kid, he used it once. Now I got to get all the ramps out of the basement, which <laughs> means everyone has to be taken almost completely apart. Yep. Yeah. Great idea, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> that skate park B cubed we tore down was on the second story. No. Oh my god. So we had to take everything downstairs. <laughs> Luckily, what? they built it all in four foot sections, which is super strong. Yeah. But. We had to like cut little notches and like little ears off to get it through the doors. Oh my god! It was crazy. <laughs> well, I had to disassemble and reassemble pretty, pretty much everything because I'm going through just a regular. I don't have a bulkhead. Yeah. I don't know what you guys call them here, but I don't have a bulkhead, so there's no entrance to the basement but through the house. Oh wow! Which <laughs> meant it was a narrow hallway. So your wife is probably. <laughs> 
my wife's so used to me by yeah. now after 20 some odd years that it's nothing surprises her at all. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a kid, my parents built their house mm -hmm. with almost a 12 foot high basement for us to ride in. So we had a wall ride like in our basement, we had a quarter pipe, almost like our whole childhood. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. even a six foot quarter, even eight. It was only, it was only three and a half or four, I forget. But we just, but we wall rode the actual light. Like there's still chunks from our pegs like out of the cinder block. <laughs> wow. It's now like a beautiful like redone basement with a bar, but there's still like chunks. Like if you look at the paint, there's like, there's chunks. It's funny. My dad built a giant wedge for me. Yeah. Cause there were, there were actually, uh, plans for it in that that how to freestyle book oh okay yeah so yeah, my yeah. dad built me a giant wedge yeah and then when it was built like it i think it was like five feet tall holy crap yeah, yeah it was so wow. huge so yeah I, yeah I i also probably used that like wow. like 20 times you know and my dad was like seriously <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like trying to use this thing and flip through the pages and like how do you do this 180 wow. turnaround thing <laughs> Back in my days, I think I have a couple years on you. We we would, I actually got a quarter pipe from someone else that was throwing it away. It was an outdoor quarter pipe, but even if he tried to build it by the book, it didn't work. Yeah, because yeah. it was chink 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 chink. Yeah. There was yeah. it was not a smooth transition. Oh yeah, we used to air out of this stupid thing, and not by much. I mean, we were only like thirteen, fourteen. We yeah. we were no Hallahans, that's for sure. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I, I had never seen a funnier ramp. And you had to have it against a tree. <laughs> it was not self-supported. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, you said there were different things in, in this building before. Yeah. What was it originally built for, just for fun? Do you know what it was? I don't know the, the oldest use of it. Uh, and it was parts, right? Yeah, so, you can see how buildings the buildings weren't even next to one another. They they had space in between and they actually built walls to connect and oh. then roofed over it. Yeah, so the bills weren't, the buildings weren't even like adjacent mm -hmm. to one another. My God. Uh, so they, they were filled in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you really kind of poke around, especially like you get upstairs, you can see a roof uh -huh. with another roof over it. Okay. Like you can look down on one of the original roofs and then while you're standing under another roof. Oh my gosh. It's a frankincense. Which is fun for sprinklers because they got a sprinkler both of those roofs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. How, how much of uh, some of those responsibilities were yours versus the landlords? They've been great about taking care of the bones. Mm -hmm. uh, so roofs, uh, most of the sprinkler stuff actually, uh, mm -hmm. drains, uh, that's really... You know, uh -huh. They take care of the, the bones, the shell. That's uh, good. Yeah, that's been awesome. It uh, makes sense. They're protecting their own assets. Exactly. Like yeah. Sprinkler yeah. And they're like, they want in. they want to know when something's not working because they want to fix it. So and right. every time they do, I'm glad I don't own the building because yeah. Um, yeah. Then we'd be. Uh, I was telling people like if I owned the building, it would turn into an indoor jet ski park. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I ever heard it, but I I thought, and we were talking about this a little bit. Someone said something about putting in a pool. I could have misunderstood the whole thing because it was going to be triathlon training or something. Oh, yeah, we've it's, talked about that. 
Open. We talked about putting uh, uh, oh, so what are those called? Just messing not, with me. <laughs> uh, the infinity pools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a lap sure. pool yeah. type of thing. Or like the ones that have forced water flow, so they only have to be 12 feet long or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you just basically swim in place while sure. the water flows by you. Yeah. I mean, we're down like we just love. I mean, really any activity, but if it touches on bikes at all, like right. triathlons, sure. Like, yeah, we like bikes and we like doing stuff. So, right. can right. we fit it in here? Does someone want to do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if you have a building like this, you don't want to just be like, no, it's my building. You got to do my stuff. Right. Like, you want to be like, hey, you have an idea? Let's mm-hmm. try that. You know, I don't. You know, I'm not here to impose my my own personal. Mm-hmm. You know exact interests on everybody else sure um, that's really the last thing i want to do so sure. so yeah we totally played around with that um who knows you might see in the future yeah. yeah. it's it just that the thing is when 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 you're like that that people who want to do it they also need to take initiative you know i'm not gonna if you mention something i'm not gonna like run with it you gotta stand up for it and push it forward so i got you um because we just it's like me mike chuck mm-hmm. that's that's the corporate team of uh, the wheel mill so we don't have time to like take your initiative and and flesh it out and run with it like we're busy just trying to keep the ship afloat so um, but you know but we're open to all that kind of stuff so yeah Uh, Chuck is he a behind the scenes kind of he's our front end manager sales manager so oh, okay. he takes care of all of our staffing, scheduling. Oh, so you've probably seen him at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. met him somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, somewhere. You met him here, but you met him at <laughs> yeah. some, some event or yeah. something. Yeah. No, no doubt I yeah. met him yeah. here. Oh, before we move on, I, every time I see you, I thank you, but I don't know if I thank you yet today. <laughs> but uh, thank you for letting me use this space because this just, this whole podcast thing, I, it, it took off, and this has become a meeting spot. I, can't, I think I've done, I, I would say, maybe 12 to 14 out of 73 podcasts here. That's awesome. Wow. And number 73, well, you guys are 74. 73 was actually one of your employees, Mason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. last night, awesome. who, who tattooed me last yeah. night. So I can't wait to see that battle. Yeah, really? yeah, oh, I'll show you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right now. I better get comfortable with reaction on tape. As far as I know, it's not going anywhere. You know, I said, you sure? Because you bought your kid on Amazon for, thir- for, for 28 bucks. Boy, he does his leg. His leg's still there. I know, I know. So he didn't have... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. He didn't, he didn't have uh, uh, script to use, or stencils, I should yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. So he had to do it freehand, and yeah, I wasn't yeah. worried about it. Yeah. I mean, it's my first tattoo. Our but freehand. I'm, like, impressed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to make sure people know that, like, he had to... I'm sure he was kind of nervous because it's my arm and yeah. mine for the rest of my life unless I do something, <laughs> right. to, unless I decide to not make a difference anymore, yeah. maybe. <laughs> what, does it, just, what does it say when you flex? Same thing. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I don't have any muscle. <laughs> I'm such a wuss. I'm a pencil pusher and then I try to ride bikes either at lunchtime or at night. Did you, did you have Murphy double checking the spelling? <laughs> That's so funny. That was going on the whole time. To the point where he was difference. he was screwing with him and he was he was telling him he spelled difference wrong, <laughs> even though he didn't. It was it, it was it was good stuff. But anyway, yeah, that's last night, and <laughs> I, I probably had it done in an easy spot. But it doesn't. I can't even tell he did it. Even when he was doing it, it oh, yeah. wasn't nice. It was not a big deal. Nice. But he's an apprentice, and he was yeah. He did a really good job. 
I, I mean, just being able to take on the responsibility and yeah, and just staying calm and doing it. You know, he he didn't have to worry about anything with with me. Cause I I told him, I trust you. Just do whatever you want to do. I just want to use those words. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Should we move? I don't know. Think so? Probably just get louder from here. Yeah. So we are back. We made a little a little change because I mean it. Uh, what are we at? May eleventh. It's eleventh, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you still got people coming in on a sunny day that's to right. ride. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So, <laughs> so you you're doing a lot right. But yeah. <laughs> to make that happen, that's that's big too. But uh, anyway, Ground Chuck said, Harry, keeping a place like the Wheel Mill running is no easy task. Talk a bit about the incredible crew of workers and riders that fuel the scene here. And here, here to that, because your staff, I don't remember if I told you yet, but certainly in my head, your staff's awesome. Every time I come in, a couple of them, maybe they know me and I don't know them, regardless, even when they didn't know me Uh until I kept coming in over and over again yeah, with yeah. no bike because <laughs> I was either hurt or just <laughs> like who's this creeper get... coming in with yeah. no bike <laughs> yeah he doesn't have a kid with him either yeah. we had that problem in Boy Scouts you know <laughs> yeah. it's like that's not we don't have the right ratio here <laughs> something mixed up in the playground uh, but anyway so yeah I, I agree with that 100% yeah, yeah for sure you just I don't know if it's if it's thought out through the interview process or what but mm-hmm. The, they know how to act and it's most likely in their personality anyway mm-hmm. but the guys and gal I think is there one girl that mm-hmm. works for you yeah Shyla yeah. yeah they're they're just all so nice and I partly I think part of Grunchuk's uh, comment is referring to that also so anyway yeah yeah do you remember the questions since I, I kept do, talking yeah. after that <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll go for it yeah well that that's absolutely right. I mean, uh, I unfortunately have to be buried up in the office much more than probably a lot of people realize. So mm-hmm. I count on everyone else here so much. Yeah. I mean, they're really the face of the wheel mill most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I feel like I hit it off right away with Mike and Mark mm-hmm. and that was super important. Um, uh, not not just from a riding standpoint, but um, and that's one of the big things that that Mike has brought to the table is uh, a much deeper understanding of bike park culture than I ever had because it just it, even though I love riding mm-hmm. that I I spent more time on single track than I did in parks mm-hmm. like by a huge margin so um, you know I wasn't and I wasn't riding skate parks like outdoor parks or concrete mm-hmm. parks that kind of thing um and it wasn't going to raise all the time mm-hmm. uh it was just kind of like a special occasion thing but uh um so but beyond just the features and the layout and all that uh mm-hmm. the culture of the park was a big thing that mike talked about right from the beginning mm-hmm. and i completely agreed with him uh that we just wanted this place to be welcoming and not a place to uh, 
you know, one up everybody and not a place to get clicky and not a place to, you know, uh, just really like, keep it completely positive. Mm-hmm. And we just love to ride for ourselves. Like we don't need someone to do worse for us to feel better or, you know, and we don't, uh, need to do better than somebody else for us to feel good. Right. And, um, and that was, I didn't, it was a feeling that I had and I'm glad that Mike is savvy enough to, to say like, you actually have to stay on top of that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise like things will, it'll, it'll be Lord of the flies in here, you mm-hmm. know, before too long if we don't make sure that we get rid of the elements or correct the elements that are trying to turn it that way. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that, that was huge. Um, yeah. I mean, it's customer service too. I mean, it's, uh, you have to treat people right or they're not going to come back. Um, we're not special because we have a bike park that doesn't give us a license to mistreat anybody, you know, um, just because it's the only game in town doesn't mean that you've got the right to be shitty to people. Um, and, and if, if you get off on that, then (laughs) there's something wrong with you (laughs) in my opinion. So, um, I mean, yeah, we just want to come here and feel at home and at ease. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's like you can come here and not be, like, fully stoked to ride and still feel like you belong. Mm-hmm. And then if you end up getting stoked, awesome. And if you don't, you know, like, it's still chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having that, like, lack of pressure and attitude and people are just happy to see one another Mm -hmm. and and you know we talked a lot as we learned about our customers and about the business and what the model looks like you know we talked a lot about like the rider pyramid and like the peak of the pyramid being you know like the Doyles and the Bennett's and and like those people Mm -hmm. and the base of the pyramid being like the vast majority of riders, which are just like, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> and how, you know, how do you serve the top of the pyramid and the base of the pyramid? Right. And I, and I think if you're just nice to people, you can serve, serve everybody that way. And then obviously like through design of the, of the park, we try to serve people that way. But I mean, I think the, the basis of it is just, if you're welcoming to everybody, then mm-hmm. everyone ends up getting stoked. And it's just as much fun to watch somebody who just learned to even ride a bike get stoked as it is to watch somebody who's doing, you know, a tail whip get stoked. Right. Like, stoke is stoke. Like, right. It doesn't matter, like, where it's, like, how it's mm-hmm. happening. It You know, uh, it doesn't sure. care, like, what trick it is or what, you know, what session it is. It's, like, stoke is stoke. And you see, when you see a rider get stoked that's contagious and it feels good and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good that rider is. It's like, you know, yeah. And I would imagine you've got locals here that, that, uh, although they're riding and having, having a session, even they seem to, to, to get it. Whether you're riding with Chris Doyle or, I mean, you guys are incredible riders whether you whether you worked here or not, or whether Mark had a had a play in it, it seems to me like in ground check people like that, you can go up on the rolling and 
everyone's just happy for you. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter what you do. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, it to me it starts at the front door mm-hmm. and the people at the front door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they could make or break it right there. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We we always talk in my business about if we're delivering the driver is the most important salesman you have. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, because he can bring any information back, but he can also ruin the experience. Yeah. And then we're trying to rebuild that customer relationship yeah, yeah, because ultimately I was responsible for hiring that that person that for sure just created a negative atmosphere. So anyway, yeah, yeah and guys, and yeah, yeah and, and having staff that is receptive to training because our business has evolved. I mean, it started with just, you know, Ooh. some dudes that <laughs> love to ride bikes, you know, right. and, and we're just looking at it from this, from our own point of view of mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is what I would want to ride and how I'd want to ride it. So let's build this or let's do it this way. And these things are important. These other things are who cares, mm-hmm. but then you start drawing a wider audience and people who maybe aren't, you know, like quote unquote in the scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how any of that other stuff works and they don't want to be, you know, shamed or made fun of for not knowing it and they don't want to feel like insecure about well you know where do I even put my bag you know or like you know do you like carry because mountain bikers we put everything on our you know camelback and (laughs) you know so it's like even like saying hey you know what you we got lockers you can put your stuff in a locker like you're never going to be more than you know 30 seconds away from your bag basically so um yeah like being able to accommodate new users that are not, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just like all of, like live and die for cycling in some form. Uh, uh, do most of the people that work in the front end also ride? I know some of them do, of course, but uh, most of them do. Yeah. And, and we try to get everybody riding. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having people that riding is not their life is actually a really good thing because mm-hmm then they definitely relate to everyone else that's like that and they help us keep that perspective uh like things when we're describing how something works or whatever um shack attack you can talk it doesn't matter (laughs) holy cow you are tall he's gonna turn on the compressor (laughs) so maybe we should pause (laughs) Um, i'm glad you're able to find that comment i'm sure it's a it's constantly a work in progress if you swap people out maybe someone move went to school whatever sure yeah yeah that always happens yeah you gotta try to find someone that has that same yeah same right attitude i'm gonna try to get mike to retire from the wheel mill (laughs) or take it over but (laughs) with the debt but uh, (laughs) no by then part of the deal by then we should be free of debt he gets to make his own debt Man, yeah. right. the second floor, <laughs> right, the right. third floor. Yeah. Uh, oh, for a place to live, you mean? So you can. Yeah. I mean, that's secondary. It's the rest to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the question, but roughly, what's the breakdown between? I'm going to say mountain bikes and BMX, mountain bike riders mm-hmm. and BMX riders coming through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly, I don't think we can look at it. Uh, I don't think there's any other discipline that we're talking about. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, Brett Downs, but we don't have a flatland flat division for this question. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you get the gist of what I'm sure, asking? Sure, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I would say it's probably 75, 25. Um, a lot of that depends. BMX. Yeah, if you look at, like, the across all age groups and across mm-hmm. all seasons, mm-hmm. 
that's probably I don't know would yeah. you say yeah around that somewhere around there maybe a little more like 70 30 but 70 30 yeah ish. but in that spectrum yes. and it's still you know it really majority. depends <laughs> like in the winter we'll definitely get more mountain bikers in here mm-hmm. um it's but the kids uh it's just so hard still for kids to ride mountain bikes like pure mountain bike riding yeah, you know like yeah. classic single track it's just it's just harder and like we work with a local school uh local middle school and they have all their kids on mountain bikes and when they come to the park they still want to ride their bmx bikes mm-hmm. um which makes total sense i mean they just fit so much better uh so so we get like a huge number of the kids that are on bmx bikes for mm-hmm. sure which definitely skews the numbers that way sure um, and then as they get older, some of them stay on BMX and some of them move to mountain bikes. So. Even Nike League, the kids will ride BMX, but they're yeah. training to race mountain bikes. Yeah. People yeah. like, a lot of people don't, still don't get the benefit of like training in a bike park either. Like all the Nike kids, like didn't the one, our one local one win the state? Yeah. yeah. Like, really? he's really good at BMX yeah. and he's really strong and he yeah. killed it in mountain biking. Yeah. 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 If he yeah, can like, do the tech areas that would be like a, a tough section of single track sure. assimilated probably which, like nothing yeah i'm gonna look at it differently now than i did the last time i was here i bet once yeah. you walk me through that because mm-hmm. i think there's more to it than i i realized mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh do you have anything you guys either have you have anything else you wanted to talk about with like the historical part of the uh well yeah i mean there's the there uh i mean there have been so many people involved in getting off this going yeah uh, you know we just haven't even scratched the surface yeah. really yeah and uh it's been such a long project that you know people come in and help for periods of time mm-hmm. uh, josh peckage was huge in the beginning you know mm-hmm. uh he helps uh we'll go look at his chalk marks on the wall oh. yeah. <laughs> um he helped a lot in the beginning the, the mccrory brothers mm-hmm. um gosh uh mark kinnear uh, Dave Brunger, uh, the, uh, Bill Kirk, uh, Bill Reddy, uh, and these these are guys that are like a lot of them are in the more mountain bike side of it, you could say, um, mm. but a lot of them dig and a lot of them ride, you know, park right. stuff too. And uh, Dr. J. Dr. J. Of course, um, is he a real doctor? He is, yeah. yeah. Oh, he really is. Yeah, he's fixed. Okay. He's prepared just. To, he's an orthopedic surgeon, and he's fixed just about everybody. He, he's here. fixed Mark's wrist. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I did my finger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he rides. He digs. Uh, uh-huh. Huge, huge uh, really? part of the community. Oh yeah, yeah. He's super rad. Super yeah. rad. It's amazing. Well, I guess in a way, it's like a it's a Mike Callahan, you know, um, slightly different position. Uh, but still working at the hospital, and and I guess what I'm really getting at here is Swamp Fest. I love Swamp Fest. I hope it doesn't stop ever. But uh, Mike ends up being the EMT on call yeah, yeah, at that event, yeah, and, yeah. and he doesn't mind. He'll do anything for doctor. anybody. <laughs> and what? There was another doctor there too, but those two are the EMTs on call. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Thank God there were two. I mean, you're dealing with so many thousand people, yeah. and you know who knows what could happen. And and Trey doesn't have anyone assigned to 
stabilize people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not faulting trade. It's one of those learn as you go things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think Mike talked to him the last time, and and I'm sure they'll have something. But mm-hmm. now that it's grown to that level so yeah. fast, yeah, it, uh, he has to yeah. he has to uh, address that. But I was texting Hallahan. I was like shoulder down on park course like at Swamp Pass and be like head to the dirt course like ankle and he'd be like okay I know yeah. it, and it's funny you know because I I was coaching at this mountain bike camp out in Michaud State Forest and uh-huh. a few weeks ago or a month ago now or whatever and uh, yeah so EMT on on duty uh and you've got maybe eight students but you've got the head coach and one assistant coach for eight students. Yeah. Plus we had two roaming uh, emergency coordinators. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we were out on trails and there was no cell service, so it was a little harder to, to right. coordinate a rescue if, if we need to do that. But, right. uh, you know, we had two, you know, like two instructors to eight students plus an EMT plus two roving uh Emergency action coordinators. Yeah, <laughs> and then you go to Swamp Fest, and, and it's there's like... three thousand people <laughs> and a doctor with a book bag. <laughs> oh, so yeah, man. different, definitely different cultures that we deal with, like oh, uh, coming God. coming together. <laughs> well, the, the BMX culture believes that. Well, I think this is the name of a video. What could go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> you know they're like, it's all gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. No yeah. one's gonna get hurt. And if we do, if they do, then well, it'll we, take care. Of, like, well, we'll drag the them out to the road. Take care of itself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we also drag them out to yeah. the road if yeah. you're riding trails. Yeah. I know they drag me out of the road, out to the road. Nice. <laughs> I told them to. I'm got, like, yeah, yeah, get yeah. me out of here in case right, this right. is worse because yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So it's uh, it, it is a different oh, mentality, yeah. Yeah. and maybe trades running injured riders out to the road sure. and you know what i mean you do what you got to do to to let the event happen yeah. you know like there's so many things about the wheel mill that mm-hmm. you know like well there's been so many things that we've wanted to do that we can't do because of insurance and because of yeah. things like that and it's not that we want people that we want people to get hurt because we definitely don't right. uh i mean we're always trying to design things to be as safe as possible mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, there's there's like that side of the world where if you do open that door, there's no going back, and then right. you're just gonna end up like forking out lots of cash to cover the insurance side of it or whatever. So yeah, they start asking questions like, well, what about the spectators' safety? You know, do you have fencing between you and the spectators? And you know, it gets like at yeah. our jams, people like when people get hurt, they like. Not the wheel mills jams, but jams that like my brother and I have. Like people just lie to their insurance companies. Yeah, yeah. They're like we yeah. got hurt here, and they'll say like I fell down the stairs. Like yeah. we right. got hurt at a at a local park. Yeah, it's like, yeah. right. But people are so dedicated. That's like I mean that's the one cool thing that's about bike riding. They're so dedicated to bike riding mm-hmm. that they're willing to like get dropped off on the road, <laughs> mm-hmm. so right. a, a spot isn't ruined or an event isn't yeah. ruined. Like yeah, yeah. and you yeah. just hope that. And that's just insanity that like insurance is that difficult. Well, know? they're looking to assign blame. Oh yeah. Um, because it could save them a huge chunk of money exactly. and you deal with that at work, yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm the one that goes up on ladders here. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's we just got to limit risk for it, everybody else, and right. You know, it's just the way it goes. You right. know, and it's like, do they at least tow the ladder for you? 
Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> All right, good. Because yeah, nothing's right. scarier than being on a ladder and you're like, when's it going to kick out? Yeah. And I'm going to go flat to my face. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to be so Not scary. Not either. No, that was, that, was in the, that was back in the contracting days. It didn't come yeah. off a roof once. Oh, <laughs> man. But yeah, I mean, so God, like going back to like, like people that have helped put this together. It's endless. I mean, like South people from South Park. I mean, mm-hmm. like who, who was in here building? Chris Bryan was in here yeah. building, and and uh, uh, George. Yeah. Uh, from South Park and from uh, the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and we actually, uh, you know, we had a couple of volunteer days that just had like a ton so we, of people. We, used, we had did we have over a hundred volunteers at one point? Was something crazy. So like, I would have a volunteer day, and people would come help clean or yeah. move stuff. Yeah, because yeah, and it was three months of just cleaning, sweeping, moving yeah. crap out of the way, whatever. So we would yeah. just like call volunteers, and there was like yeah. endless volunteers. Yeah. Like, and we gave them like riding credit, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what you worked for. And, sure, yeah, but and, that's not why they were doing it. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. People helped, and it was a perk. It, yeah, like there was days when there was ten people here, then another ten people, then another ten people. It was yeah. crazy, you know. and it helped a lot in the. There's a lot of people that, you know, made a room happen or, you know, made a room get clean. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. cool. Like Tom, can't forget Tom Arcus. Yeah. Tom, oh, yeah, yeah. He put in a ton of time here. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Morris, Brody, yeah. Brody Manko. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brad was in here a lot. Brad Gibbs helping a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of people, too, just, like, depending on what we do, like, with our Ride Like a Girl initiative, like, Carly Young, Karen yeah, Brooks yeah. are huge. Yeah. And like, you know, building our like female riding community. It's mm-hmm. they're incredible. Like yeah, definitely. And, and you know, they help us spearhead that and they kill it. Like they do an amazing job. And then like of course the Hallahan family, like the whole family helps us do next generation game. <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah. uh do a lot of stuff with youth riders. So like they help us do that initiative. Like it's it's pretty much like there's everything we do there's like another crew helping us do that part you know like yeah there's yeah so many like the crawford family is helping with stuff and and uh uh the bramer family and uh there's yeah there's like a lot of families especially like in the bmx part of it because that's such a uh, in in the race side of it Mm because that has to be if you're gonna do it you have to like the full family's got to go right you know so there's like all these race families that have been helping throughout the years uh Mm -hmm. yeah and then we it's like our our hardcore building crew you know like we have to say huge thanks to to burley matt like burley matt like yeah like he came in and like you know we were pretty good at building ramps but Burley Matt is beyond good at building ramps, you know, like, like he, the Ryan he, Corrigan. Yeah, type you draw of... something crazy and you're just like, Can you do this? And he's like, <laughs> he just sits there for like five times and he's like, I got it. I just need <laughs> yeah. this. And we're like, Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And then it comes out exactly how we like drew it and we're like, dude. Or we were, yeah. We're or, better than we drew it. Yeah, yeah right, or we right. or we'd kind of get ourselves into a corner and be like, How do we make this connect to that? Right. And not, you know, like, and what's possible in wood. Like that's sometimes like we're like, we want it to move like this. Uh-huh. But it's like wood. How do you even build that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can wood go there? But right. he's actually built that stuff. Like, yeah, honestly, I mean, I've rode stuff all over the world and like his stuff is arguably the best. Like, really? It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I always said, like, I'll make sure the decks are to code. <laughs> right, right. Because I know how to do that. Yeah. Like, I could calculate span and I can get all that set. 
Yeah. Um, but as it's, far as building ramps, like that's yeah. not, you know, like I might be able to like have a couple ideas about some materials or some methods or whatever, but like the actual art of building ramps is not, yeah. you know, it's not my thing. So but, like second chances are real expensive. Yeah. That's what was horrifying. <laughs> like, you know, we'd be designing this stuff and Harry trusted us a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we'd be designing we're like, I know it's going to be good, but you know, we want it to be really good right but we're like this is harry's life savings <laughs> like, right, right, right. Right. Like every board thinking of his life savings we're like all right, we just spent no pressure, 32 no pressure. bucks <laughs> no all right and then we cut another board and be like that was right. 28 bucks yeah. like, <laughs> measure twice cut once yeah. you know? oh my yeah. god yeah you know and then like a lot of stuff in the woods jump room is like mm-hmm. never really it's like theories we applied from trails that have uh-huh. never been applied to wood before and we're like all right, we hope this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and it's tough because I mean, like my my ask of of Mike and Mark was always like, this is a park for everybody. It's got to ride, you know, to some like there's going to be a sweet spot for sure, mm-hmm. but then it's still got to be rideable for you know, right. like let's look at somebody on a five inch travel knobby tire mountain bike and like mm-hmm. are they going to be able to do this and and it, and that's like pretty much impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you can still have a room for them. We yeah, but but and you can still like the pump track ended up being, uh, I think one of the best uh, like compromise mm-hmm. designs because yeah. it could have been parts of it could have been tighter for a twenty inch bike, mm-hmm. but then you know if you're on a twenty six or a twenty nine or like if you're trying to pump through something and your front wheel's going up the next roller and your back wheel hasn't even come down the roller before, like right. it's not fun, you know. Yeah, but Those... it looks like super cross. Yeah, <laughs> the guys that exactly. barely made the cut yeah. into the main. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's never gonna feel awesome at all. Right. It's never gonna be fun. So, right. Like uh, I was always putting pressure on them. Like, hey, this has got to be also fun yeah. for these other bikes and. uh because we don't have unlimited space, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And, and mm-hmm. it was like, and I was at the point where it was like, either it's either this building or it's not happening. And, uh, so mm-hmm. you, you just kind of, you know, try to try to make those compromises. But I think they, they did a great job of, um, and with Burley Matt's help too, you know, mm-hmm. like, ha- uh, humoring my uh, insistence upon like making it work for as broad a range of bikes yeah. as we can. Um, and in some ways I think it worked out better because I think it made some things different than what, you know, Mm -hmm. were normally there Sure. and opened up some new opportunities that way. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's always, always a challenge, but, uh, yeah. Let's talk about Jay Scott. Jay Scott. Yeah. Jay Scott. Yeah. He was huge. Um, he's one of our, like, he was a, he's a BMXer, but then a phenomenal carpenter and then like. When he got into ramp building, his great carpentry skill just—he just started like killing it with ramp. Like, yeah, yeah. he would just get on a mission and yeah. he would just build all night long. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, dude, I gotta go home and go to bed. Yeah, we'd leave and we'd like get back in. He's like, it's done. <laughs> we'd be like, awesome, but yeah. are you all right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but funny. I mean, we had to like there were some deadlines that we had to make. I mean, we just there was just no money and. You know, there was a point where I had the eviction notice on the door. And uh, so, like, there are many points where it was, like, do or die. Like, this trail needs to open so people can be stoked to come in and pay money to ride 
otherwise we're going to yeah. be closed. Yeah. So as much as like, I think we all had like sawdust induced sinus infections yeah. multiple times because <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, you know, uh-huh. we just had these deadlines that were not like, they weren't, they're deadlines based on like, this has to get open so we can generate some revenue yeah. or we're going to get kicked out kind right. of thing. So, right. um, and like, I got to make payroll and yeah. like, like, <laughs> like we got to get it open so I can pay you for doing all the work to get it open. <laughs> so it's just, we were truly yeah. working for our money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was, uh, everyone was invested. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. thankfully, cause Definitely. I'm sure that saved you a ton of money and yeah. I'm sure those people were happy to do it too. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of people love to give back, but not, uh, not one person that was like doing work here. They were all doing because they wanted it to happen, not because they were trying to make money. Like yes, everybody here, and that's like also how you see everyone's attitude. Like everybody's here because they want to be here. Like they're not choose. Like they're not like here because they have to be. They right. they want to work here. They want to be a part of the scene or make something happen or. Right. You know, they want to do something within the bike riding realm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's awesome about most of our employees and all the people we work with. Like, you know, we had volunteers there. People were just coming and they were power washing the floor or sweeping up huge clumps of dust because they were just like, let's build some bike stuff, dude. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, let's do this. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And I mean, even Mike Hallahan, I mean, he vacuumed. Hours for hours, so many hours. He would come after, after the hospital, being he'd his just being scrubs. his scrubs, and we'd put oh him a God. dust mask. And I, we have this giant vacuum system that's yeah. like on this cart that you have to pull behind, mm-hmm. and he would just for hours, like that guy. He he's probably the I could probably say, the, or you could say the same thing as me about all these different people, but he just. He's just amazing. Like he, he, oh, yeah. you'll never hear a complaint out of him. He makes sure. I don't think they have to try too hard, but make sure the kids have a hand in in any part of that mm-hmm. that work day, that volunteer day. It's those two have it straight. Him and, yeah. and Jen. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. Just a couple more questions, and we'll go for a walk through the through the rooms. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, just a couple quick fun ones. Um, each of you could answer this. Can you each give me a story about a rider that left an impact on you? Because there have been a lot of kids that... It's now now it's been lot. six years. So you're yeah, talking about yeah. kids that may have come in when they were 11 and now they're you know 17 and yeah, yeah. riding all, at a whole different level. Or maybe they start at 5 and now they're 11 and they're hanging with the Hellions. Sure. You know, ripping it up. But, or it could be about something totally different. Like you, right, you, right. you saved a kid from, just gave him a place to come. Yeah, yeah. That's now I forced you into having to give me an answer. Yeah. So no, I mean there's, there's I should have warned you about so, There's this so one. many, you know, and the situations are, like, they're all different. They're all they're all different. And you know what? I, I feel like it's more. Uh, it's more like. I feel like to me the little the little things are more important than maybe one big life changing thing. Like I'd be that would be that'd be nice like if it's like oh we did this great life changing thing for somebody but um uh, and I hope hopefully we have but I feel like uh just seeing like you know I love to be able to see 
especially if you're talking about kids, mm-hmm. kids be allowed to just be themselves, like mm-hmm. see their personality come out, you know? And I think of like all these funky personalities, these kids, yeah, are, these kids are awesome. awesome. And it's just like Linus. I interviewed him. He's on, an adult now. He doesn't know. Need to be lumped in with the he kids. He played me. He so. told me he was 16. Yeah. And well, then he told me he was 21. Yeah, that's his personality. <laughs> at, first I was, at first I was like, did, did I? I? I guess I messed uh, well, that up. And yeah. that, but, Maybe I still miss yeah, it. I don't know. But yeah. it was pretty funny. He was he was a funny yeah. kid. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of like, you know, Betsy. Yeah. Like she's super inspirational. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. phenomenal rider. I wish I could ride like she does. Uh-huh. And uh, but then like watching her grow and see these other sides of her personality and yeah. and like and just her being a a, a decent human being. You know, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and like the Serban brothers, you know, yeah. like watching those two, two very different brothers, mm-hmm. you know, and just like watching them enjoy riding, that riding's a part of their life. Mm-hmm. And, but then also watching them, you know, watching them grow up and become their own unique and interesting individuals. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kids that have gone away and come back, you know, yeah. um, like, They've already been. It's already been that long where we've like lost kids to cars in college and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then, but they've come back, you know. Yeah, so, right. like seeing that, um, and like other people, like Jonathan Stark. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like right. he was also a big part. He's the one that helped us design the ramp to the second floor with the roll into the foam pit because he was like, "Hey, there is no foam pit that." I can use uh-huh. and I've tried being towed in I've tried being slingshotted in on bungee cords I've tried like you know he tried it all because you know because that's his personality he's like uh-huh. we're gonna find a way to make this happen which Gosh. super inspirational and uh but he's like if you can make like an ADA spec ramp uh-huh. to a roll-in that right. gives enough speed that I could actually hit this foam pit yeah. with enough speed that would be super rad so he was like the push yeah. and for making that happen. Yeah. And, and that like super cool. And then like, I love, you know, he just, one of those people, he's like, just keeps pushing and just right. new and, you know, like ex- expanding the, the envelope constantly. So, yeah. um, that, you know, that's super rad to see him yeah. continuing on that way. And, uh, I don't know. They're just, okay. I can do mine if you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, go, go yeah. for it. <laughs> mine isn't a particular story. I've told you lightly this story mm-hmm. before, but just, you know, almost every week there's a parent, they're trying to figure out what their kid wants to do in their lives. And after they go through lessons or summer camps or birthday parties, mm-hmm. you know, this kid becomes a rider and, you know, they, uh, you know, that, that rider identifies as a rider now and it's their thing. And, you know, their parents are so excited that their kid finally found something. And, you know, like, I'm not like, there's not a particular story, but, you know, there's people in my life that gave me a place to ride or more understanding of the scene or more understanding of BMX. And every time I see that I'm doing that, I'm just, like, beyond stoked, you know? Just every time a kid's more excited to ride or come back or to try something harder, like... And, you know, luckily we're doing that all the time, you know? Like, and it's, it's awesome through all of our programs and you know what we have and what events we do and you know just even having a parent say that is so cool you know just like the thing like you know i always think about it's like well that kid always is going to identify that he was a bike rider at one time and like we helped him do that you know like you know and like 
it's funny, you know, like, I didn't think about this when I was little, but, like, you know, it's a part of your identity, it's who you, even if you were only a bike rider one time, it's who you were, right. you know, and it's right. cool that we get to be a part of that life with someone, you know, and show them mm-hmm. what bike riding is, and what, what we think's fun, but show them what, you know, it's always open-ended, like, all of our summer camps are always about, like, this is how we think you should do, it, but you can do it however you want, you yeah. know, like, if you want to do this, cool, right. I'll right. try it with you. Like, yeah, right. Right, you know, so it's 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 a lot of fun, and like you know, just knowing that you're helping anyone, you know, learn about themselves and push themselves is awesome. It's got to be. Yeah, it's also got to feel feel good that your the parents are trusting you with with oh, yeah. helping this kid become figure out what he wants to become, but becoming that person that. Yeah. Uh, just taking control of his, his or her own destiny in a way. That's the beauty of bike riding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once you hit those pedals. <laughs> I had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I somewhere. tried to stop. And <laughs> wheeled me right back in. Yeah. Um, oh, who's traveled the furthest to ride here? I'm sure Mike has. Well, I left and came back, but no, there's been... There's people from all over the world that's been here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's I mean, been a ton of Australia and New Zealand crews here, so... Yeah. I mean, that's... That and Asia, the farthest, you know? Definitely. So... That's pretty cool, because I, I wouldn't have thought... Because they usually come when it's trail season yeah. in Eastern PA, usually. You know, that seems to be the yeah. cat, a catty posh thing. Uh, but you see it here, too. Yeah. I, I mean, this... Like, people are in Caddy and Posh, mm-hmm. and, like, it's cool. Like, the wheel mill's on their list for their rain day. You know, it's like, oh, it's raining for three days. They'll come to Pittsburgh and then ride here. And then if it gets nice, they'll ride trails in Pittsburgh. Get out of here. Yeah, like, it just, it's on their, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like, so on their loss possible of a... itinerary of their trips. Yeah, that's, that's got to feel We had awesome. a random guy from yeah. Chile come up here, didn't tell us he was coming, and he slept outside. <laughs> and then I found him, like, the next day, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I wanted to come ride. And he's like, I messaged you on Facebook, and I was like, yesterday you messaged me. Like, you should have messaged me, like, a week ago. Or at least two days. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's gross. Of course, that's a biking thing, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe Mount Send Mike it. as well, but yeah, you you don't worry about. But actually, I was talking about this with Mason last night. Wherever you go, he was in Colorado and met a guy, and they they he was able to see more spots. I thought he went to Colorado alone. Yeah, but he we did. I, I'm sorry, with people I said that wrong. Yeah, uh, but he went alone, and he <laughs> he ended up meeting someone else that showed him around, and I don't think many. Many kids from other sports would have that kind of confidence to say, "I'm just going to go. I know I'll, I'll meet people like me, and I'll oh yeah, I'll mm-hmm. figure it out." Yeah, so it's incredible about it. Yeah, funny side story. One day we were Mark and I went on like a Europe trip, and we were like went to the mountains. We we're like we're not going to ride that much in the mountains. We're just going to mm-hmm. go hike. But we had our BMX bikes with us, of course, and we're like went up a gondola, did a hike. We're like, "Oh, there's a skate park down there." We're like, "All right, let's go try it." Yeah. Then we like spoke like we we there was this one kid he was like 17 he spoke broken english i speak i speak broken french and i were like where else is the ride and he's like oh there's a trail spot over here went rode like a public dirt jump park and we're like is there anywhere else he's like oh yeah there's another private spot one rode another private like trail spot then a race team 
that was like practicing jumping showed up because like in, in France they're like way more official than like a BMX <laughs> yeah you, you know like BMX race teams in America and they yeah. had like a coach and they were there like they were at the jump spot and they're like you guys want to come ride the racetrack we're gonna go back for gate practice we're like yeah and we had gate practice in this this in Grenoble France like they're like we got full face helmets you can like ride with us and we like rode a racetrack and then afterwards we went and had beers but like literally just because we were in Grenoble France we didn't know anyone yeah. we were just on a yeah. mountain went there's a skate park <laughs> we literally went from like four spots oh to the racetrack to like yeah. hang out with them having beers afterwards we're just like what yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's awesome and it was an awesome day yeah yeah and we didn't really speak that well to each other. Right. <laughs> we spoke by driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be a language. Do you have programs that you use to get people ready ready to ride outside? Do people actually come indoor first to prepare themselves for whether it be single track or, or you know, trails, uh, in your case? Um, just any form of, of any discipline of, of biking do you get people that start indoors mm-hmm. and end up outdoors through their i think uh ride like a girl is a really big one for that mm, because there's that. a uh category that's uh, uh new to mountain biking and new to bmx so that definitely attracts uh riders that are exactly that mm-hmm. they're curious about it um but they don't feel confident or they don't have a friend that does it or whatever so right. they right. they want to get this foundation laid before they go out mm-hmm. um the work that mike does in camp is huge for that yeah um <clears throat> summer camp is progressive in that sense now like we literally go we have a seven under camp a beginner camp an intermediate camp an advanced camp and then you can take outdoor camp so we literally take you to where you're jumping and dropping in and then take you to places in the region that you can do all of that Mm-hmm. so like you know you have to be to a certain point and by the kid time the kids are in vans already riding elsewhere mm-hmm. but you know we've built them to that point sure yeah that's that's awesome because i could i could see how uh, some people may assume that people come into here and maybe they're even fine-tuning their skills here mm-hmm. before they go back out so it's pretty cool that it's you know the roots are you're you're helping with that foundation as you say and then they're going out out into the into the real dirt world or whatever it is yeah which that's that's pretty cool we've even worked with bike pittsburgh for a while um they have a uh a course called confident city cycling where they mm-hmm. help teach people how to navigate traffic safely uh on a oh. bicycle and we had a component called Fundamentals of City Cycling, and mm-hmm. that was more of a skills-based um, program. Sure. And it was specific to, you know, this is how you can, this is how you ride and take your water bottle out of the cage while you're riding. You know, um, this is how you take one hand off the bars so you can signal. This is how you get started and get stopped in a single lane so that you don't swerve out into traffic. Yeah. You know, just real basic stuff like that, you know, all the way up to like maybe this is how you bunny hop over a pothole or mm-hmm. this is how you lift your front wheel to go up a curb or something like that, depending on who, you know, was in the class. But uh um but that one that was yeah, a really good one. Just yeah. addressing specific skills to help you feel more confident on the road, just real, mm-hmm. you know, super practical stuff. So we we even teach people how to pedal here 
So, like, we have learned to ride lessons, and we have a lot. Like, I've taught over 100 people how to pedal a bicycle. It's, I mean, that's one of the most gratifying parts. Pushing and pulling, yeah, like full just, circle. Just, just learning how to ride a bike. Yeah, they've never rode well, you a bike just, before. Yeah. Whoa, we're talking ground, ground, yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah for teach. sure. Yeah. That's amazing. I tell people, I'm, I'm like, you. I can teach you how to pedal a bicycle mm-hmm. or to do a tail or a backflip. Like, you want to go, the, like, in any... <laughs> Anywhere in between, I'll take you. Doesn't we'll, matter. We'll get you off training wheels, and we'll get you to the backflip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. there's kids I've had for like forty lessons. Like, like I, I sort of coach kids now too. Like, mm-hmm. we assess what they want to do in bike riding, and then we mm-hmm. make sure it's fun, and then we just grow. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. You know what I think is really impressive is to take either of you and reprogram your brain for that moment. To, to to feel the way they're feeling, to remember what that was. You know, because so many of us take it for granted. You were explaining riding a road bike down the road, just being able to grab your water bottle safely. <laughs> yeah. That's something so many of us take for just, granted, but you guys have to pull it back mm-hmm. somehow. It, that can't be easy. No. It's easy for me because I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you just learn how to take the bottle. It's more, oh, okay. I give Mike more credit for that because he's yeah. like a billion times better than There's I am. There's times where you like have a lesson and they're like, what do you do here? And you're like, I learned that 22 years ago. Yeah. Like, you have to sit there and, I, and then I'll just like, I'll be like, I'll be back in two minutes and I'll go do it like five times. Yeah. And then I'll be like, all right, now slow-mo me. And then I'm like, all right, I got it. This is how we're going to, like, you know. But just like, there's some moments where they're just like simple, simple movements. And I'm just like, I learned that so long ago. Yeah. And for me, I didn't take my first like instructional, like skills clinic, mountain bike mm-hmm. skills clinic until maybe five or six years ago. It was the first time I actually had somebody who was a professional instructor, uh-huh. you know, tell me, all right, do this, do that. Don't yeah. do this, don't do that kind of thing. And then yeah. I was like, whoa, there's a way to do this that will make sure that you like land on your feet every time <laughs> you know right. like like that's amazing you mean it's not just chance and like you know yeah. send it you know <laughs> and, and that really like got me so excited that i i just dove right in and was like i need to take as many of these courses as possible and uh, like learn all this stuff because you don't have to be good at riding bikes to have fun Right. So I ended up, you know, just crashing for years and years and years and years and years, but yeah. still having fun. Right. Not knowing that, you know, just kind of thinking like, oh, some people are just better than other people. And yeah. like in the mountain bike world, you spend so much more time putting miles in than you do like working on skill specific stuff. You sure. know, like you're going to ride a mile and there's a log and then you ride right. another mile and then there's a log. Mm-hmm. So like you spend so little time proportionately working on your skills. So Mm -hmm. to just sit and focus on a skill Mm -hmm. and that's it was like totally new to me. And then have an instructor say, Oh, this is how you do it. Sure. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Now I can get better at that. You know, that was, so I feel like for me, it's still really fresh, uh, because I'm still like acquiring skills, you know, and I'm, Mm -hmm. um, I don't ride the 20 inch very often at all, but I ride my dirt jumper a lot in here. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, the, like the things that you can do on a dirt jumper compared to like a big 29er. Uh, so uh-huh. starting to work on that stuff, working on the jump room and working right. on the mini ramp and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I feel like my asset as an instructor is not that I'm like a super rad rider. Mm-hmm. It's that it's very fresh for me, that whole process of going from like complete, 
ignorance and lack of skill to like, oh, okay, now I can ride without hurting myself right. all the time. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Something that was amazing about just instructing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what I thought was beginner in my eyes is now <laughs> upper intermediate. Like when I started yeah. teaching, right. like what I thought was beginner class is now what I would teach in, uh, a mid-range intermediate class. It's a crazy, like, yeah. what you've went from, like, in a BMX, you just think, like, oh, like, dropping in and airing out is just beginner. And it's like... You're right. <laughs> it's right. not. No. That was hard for us, no. even with trail design and with instructing. Yeah. Like, that was, that was one of the hardest lessons for us to learn was, like, where our heads are at. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the skill, but I had the enthusiasm. Uh, I had expert level enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> but even uh, even we had to be like, oh, hey, a little hard. Like, I, I don't mind things being real sketchy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Expert level enthusiasm. I'm going I'm to use that one. Yeah. I'm definitely going to use yeah. that one. Cause that's, that's... Uh, yeah, definitely. We really had to, like that whole pyramid, mm-hmm. we kept on finding like oh nope we're not at the bottom of the pyramid nope the bottom gets lower (laughs) the bottom keeps getting lower the bottom keeps getting lower on that pyramid so it was just like yeah like it really changed how we Mm -hmm. uh put together our our trail design and our instruction as well could you uh through the calendar in your in your mind list all the events this place has each year um, like the Welcome Jam, mm-hmm. Next Generation Jam. There's, there's, there's so, there's so many, and then there's you actually have a mountain bike race and a bike swap type mm-hmm, of thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I uh, can either of you just yep. mention the names of each of those, and uh, yeah. So some events have come and gone, and some have morphed, and mm-hmm. you know the ones that have stuck and that are really, you know, growing and having a lot of, you know good participation is of course the winter welcome jam mm-hmm. you know my brother and i have an outdoor one sometimes and then the indoor one's always here and it's the winter welcome jam mm-hmm. and that's became just an amazing bmx event like it's yeah it's literally i just call it bmx reunion because you're just like what's up what's up what's yeah. up what's up what's up what's up, what's up? <laughs> man it's yeah you know the riding's good the attitude's good uh-huh. you know everyone's having fun and that event's that's you know that's great then we developed the next generation jam because you know there's not a youth jam mm-hmm. really in america and the hallahans wanted to do it so mm-hmm. you know i had all of the you know the core from the welcome jam and pretty much the next generation <laughs> jam is a kid's welcome jam <laughs> right just think we right. ride we have a party there's a band right. there's ice cream like yeah it's literally <laughs> you know and the, the next generation jam is more you know we've tried different stuff and you know, I we found a really good like place for the jam now, mm-hmm. and it's, it's incredible. People are stepping up. Like Shadow and Sabrosa sponsored a kid for a year from yeah. the Next Generation Jam. Like, that what? Was awesome. Like, yeah, that's insane. You that, know, that event is so good that you almost can't stop kids because the past two years I've tried to interview the kids. <laughs> uh, it, it works to an extent, but. They don't want to stop. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. so, right. So, yeah. so sometimes you have to catch them out at the food truck, you know, <laughs> to, to just get them to stop and talk to you for a minute. But awesome. the enthusiasm during that jam is yeah. amazing. It, and in yeah. between those, we have ride like a girl weekend, mm. and that's you know Carly 
uh, Carly Young really spearheaded that. I mean, that's really her baby. And, I have to uh, meet with her sometime because she yeah. has done so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and much. she's another one of those people where, I mean, when you meet her, she's obviously, like, super enthusiastic and, mm-hmm. and super hyped up. Um, yeah. But you still don't even know, like, just how accomplished she is. Yeah, uh, so Ride Like a Girl weekend, mm-hmm. uh, two days, and then close to, close to the public the first half of each day. So women only in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been huge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Woodfest, which is like Mike, Mike and Mark's welcome jam and then winter welcome jam. Uh, Woodfest is the started off as a component of uh, the indoor component to Dirt Fest, uh, Dirt Rag Magazine's uh, big okay. thing out at Raystown Lake, which is coming up this oh, next week. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Dirt Rag was a big part of helping us like flesh that thing mm-hmm. out because they wanted to do a fundraiser for trail pittsburgh um or wow. uh, our trail uh like our single track group oh, okay. in the region and uh and also for bike pittsburgh so they were mm-hmm. uh they wanted to garage sale all their test gear that kind sure. of thing and then put the money uh into those groups and right. so we ended up having a swap meet and then a, a camp over um inside here yeah oh yeah, that's so awesome reserve camp spots and yeah just uh, like you're outdoors just like yeah you know people outdoors. bring tents and hammocks and find trees and in here and hang them up and that's awesome yeah we we, we uh uh you know we would we'd play like uh there was a group of actually a mountain unicyclists that come mm-hmm. and uh like a lot of times when they're here they'll bring their um frisbee disc golf and we'll Wait, like <laughs> you did you did say mountain unicyclists oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy yeah all but, right because uh, wow yeah they're super rad yeah and i'm, yeah. I'm still getting over the um uh, oh, john, 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 yeah. john yeah 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 I mean, yeah yeah just the i mean a unicycle mountain biker yeah i'm still i'm still losing it thinking hardcore. about that sorry real quick that yeah. that uh <laughs> The video that Murph took of him dropping in on yes. it was at the South Park half pipe. Yeah, that was a yeah. twelve foot. Yeah. Half pipe. I don't think anyone realizes how high that's ridiculous. That half I'm pipe is to drop in on a bike. Right. Every yeah. time I drop in, I've dropped in hundreds of times yeah. on twelve foot court. I'm still afraid. Yeah. Back to oh, yeah, back yeah. to you on that. Uh, uh, just uh, shout out to John Stark. He's oh, for sure. amazing for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mountain unicyclist, mm-hmm. but yeah, so a little festival there, and then mm-hmm. uh, lumbercross, which is an indoor cyclocross race. Yeah, close the park down for a couple hours for that, and then just create a, a loop through the entire park. Are uh, some of the markings on the floor specifically for that each uh, year, or is that just a general like general markings, general safety, markings. yeah, courtesy, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 The one like person we shout out to. Some of our events have beer and. Mm-hmm. OTB helps us out a lot. Yeah, so. over the bar cafe. Yeah, Mike at oh, OTB. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. been a big help. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. that's at the Mountain Bike. Uh, yeah, at Woodfest, Lumber at Woodfest. Cross, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you want to We've got so- a summer ride like a girl weekend where we do indoor outdoor. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's coming up next month, and then uh, and that's BMX and mountain bike mm-hmm. both. Yeah, one day mountain bike, wow. one day BMX. Uh, uh-huh. So we do kind of like clinics inside, mm-hmm. and then head out to the trail or head out to the track. Right. Um, and then we have a general mountain bike one. We do a couple times over the summer called Take It to the Trails. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Work on some skills in here, and then head over to right. the park and ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, run up to race down. Run up to race down. We just did, which is like a 
pump and jump clinic for mountain mm-hmm. bikers before Dirt Fest at Racetown Lake. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so we just had that one on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do uh, one, we may bring it back at some point, uh, called When I'm Not Riding. Mm-hmm. It was actually an art show. Um, really? So it's all these people that we know through bikes one way or the other that mm-hmm. also have some sort of... Uh, like Mason. Yeah, like Mason. That yeah, have true. some like artistic thing that they do that we want to showcase mm-hmm. so it's like the one chance to not talk about bikes yeah, yeah right right <laughs> hey let's get a bunch of bike riders together it's, and not talk about right. bikes so um, we did ask him how long it took him to sharpie his frame yeah <laughs> but it was you know what's hours. cool about uh, when I'm not riding is like you might be sitting next to Mason granted you see his frame but like other mm-hmm. people you don't know they're a good tattoo artist or a graphic designer or a photographer, like yeah, painter, sculptor, multimedia yeah. artist, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, right. you know, say Murphy if you don't see him shooting photos, you don't know he's a photographer. You know, like yeah, and we've talked about Murphy, but we haven't shouted out to Murphy. Shout out to Murphy. He's, he's uh, yeah, just he's got enough attention the past couple weeks. Oh, has he? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about Murphy's confidence level. Why, why, it's is fine. He, why is he still so no, grumpy then? Well. <laughs> As me do, that's a front. As me being the social media that's a director front. here, he, Murphy has helped me endlessly with photos. Endlessly. His, yeah. his black and white stuff has been oh, man. amazing. And yeah. of course, he does them for all the, all the people that I interview. And mm-hmm. yeah. They're just so classic. They're just. Yeah. yeah and they're such a good representation of the person, the yeah. way he has them yeah. um, posing. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, Murph's yeah. awesome. And he can, he can ride. Yeah, oh, yeah. ride. Yep, for sure. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but the the art event though, it's awesome because we also want to show kids that life isn't only bike riding. Mm. Like bike riding can be your primary activity, but you could still dabble in art, or mm-hmm. you don't know. Like you know, there's endless ones of our friends that have made money because they started shooting photos and bike riding or did graphic design, like. My friend, uh, Josh Peckage, who also did the graphic design for the wheel mill, uh-huh. you know, he started making a t-shirt company for BMX a long time ago. Now he's a professional graphic designer, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but he did it because of BMX. Right. You know, it's like all these people yeah. have all these skills and talents and, yeah. you know, you can practice it or do it in BMX. Right. And then it might lead to another job or you might make a bike riding company or all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, you know, and like yeah. those skills are all important, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool. Or you just do it for fun. Yeah. You know? Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone does. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, if we could quickly talk about it's it's really mostly summer programs, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about all the other uh, events. We have school year training. programs too. What like an after school? Yeah, program? yeah, definitely. Oh, all right. I apologize. I, yeah, the, yeah. I assumed it was summer camp. That's why we're here at the podcast. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's why I shouldn't assume, and I should let you do the talking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, just if we could talk about those programs and and you know how you feel about them, I mean, and how long you've been doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, Mike should talk about summer camp because that's mm-hmm. you know he it's my baby created yeah. it and <laughs> right. blew it up. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's definitely something you know we knew we, we need we knew we needed to do a summer camp and. Mm-hmm. You know, it was crazy because we just, we started summer camp and we're just summer camp. You know, you came, there's one class yeah. and then those kids went through it twice. And I was like, all right, these kids are good. Now we had to make an intermediate summer camp. Uh, and we're like, oh no, the intermediates yeah. are good. Then we made an advanced summer camp. Yeah. And yeah. then little kids wanted to come. We made a seven and under camp. And then, 
you know, the advances are getting even better, so we made an outdoor camp. So, you know, we have something now. This is our sixth summer camp? Maybe mm-hmm. our seventh. I don't even know. Would be our seventh? If you had one the first year, then it would we be did, your seventh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right? my seventh yeah. summer camp. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's cool. There's kids that have been back, like, four or five times, but we've, you know, we've all grown together, like, our summer camps. And, mm-hmm. you know, we... We're extreme fundamentalists. Like everything yeah. you do, you start with good form, good stance, pumping. Like, mm-hmm. and then the kids literally like you watch a kid come through one summer camp, uh-huh. and at the end, their parents are like, "What did you do?" They're like, yeah. my kid is too good at bike riding, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> but we, you know, we hit them with a lot of fun, but yeah. a lot of fundamentals. Right. And right. these kids just grow like exponentially. Like it, and yeah. that's another rewarding part about everything like everything right. at the wheel mill was like i can watch a kid in three months literally become like they're wobbly while standing up and mm-hmm. now they can like jump it's right. like right amazing you know and a lot of it's them and they're they're not they're never tired and they just keep on riding but mm-hmm. instruction's incredible like like we'll take a kid you know they'll probably have to trial and error for three to six months to do something and we'll learn it in a, in a week you know, like it's yeah, like mind blowing yeah. to to you're like immersed in it, right? <laughs> yeah, we we immerse them and something also that's really cool about our summer camp programs is like you don't just learn like riding, like we mm-hmm. teach you how to work on something on a bike, we teach you about bike riding culture, we show you mountain bike videos, BMX videos, uh we we teach you like all the lingo, like and then we reinforce it, like then we have like a scavenger hunt at the end of the week, but you have to know everything we taught you or else you won't <laughs> right. find it. Right. You know, so right. You know, it, it's cool, like, they're immersing themselves in everything, not just, like, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit. Like, we even give them posters and magazines and T-shirts, and a lot of brands help us out with that. Mm-hmm. But we, we immerse them, like, completely in the sport. And it's not just like, oh, you're just going bike riding, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. like, if this is what you want to do, right. this is how you can do it. Or we can just right. have fun, like, because right. we're always having fun. Like, that's the right. goal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I always tell people, like, fun is number one, and number two is building skill and having a good time or sure. having building skill you know it's mm-hmm. like if you're not having fun why would it be here it's a summer camp <laughs> you know right. like right you know so it's it's awesome so you got that camp and then you said you have an after school camp also we do we uh and those change up because typically they're associated with a school uh we have phase on elementary school uh that we the phys ed teacher there likes to ride and so he created a bike program so we try to facilitate oh, okay. that and they're able to just ride over here mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so we just do whatever we can to accommodate that and there have been various programs some of them uh through bike pittsburgh getting kids here um local groups major taylor cycling group we've done some things with in the past mm-hmm. um there's a neighborhood bike club there's like environmental charter school we'll be doing uh, stuff with and we've done a bunch of like day programs with uh, with schools uh, and then there's some that are in close enough proximity that we can do like an ongoing after school program with do you reach out to the schools or are they usually reaching out to you on because I, I find it's it's hard to work through the school mm-hmm. because they've slowly started to like they, they don't allow and where I live yeah allow you to you know stuff the kids folder and, it, and we're talking elementary school sure with 
any propaganda you know right, for, right. they're all good things that you're yeah, promoting yeah. but yeah. like bmx yeah. racing for instance we used to be able to put flyers in all of the kids right. folders yeah. but not not anymore yeah a lot of it is there'll be a kid from mm-hmm. that school that rides here mm-hmm. and then like the parent or the teacher at that school will help yeah. say like hey can't we do something with them right, um, right. or there'll be a, a phys ed teacher that's into riding and already kind of knows about us or that kind of thing and I think that seems to be yeah. like the main way I think I said it'd be I think it's a tough sell otherwise unless you have someone on staff that says oh no oh, for this, sure. is, this is cool this way and, the, and the funding is gone for all that kind of thing so you really need an advocate inside mm-hmm. the school that's gonna push this through because right. like the school is going to tell you we don't have money for that or whatever right. so right um, yeah it's cool yeah. I don't know. my wife works at our public library which is attached to the elementary school that has its own library <laughs> <laughs> and then they send kids over for programs at the library mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just <laughs> what, what is going on here? Good, good use of resources yeah like a hundred <laughs> feet away is the other library um <laughs> Anyway, I always find that, that part kind of funny, but not so funny when you pay taxes right. for it. But <laughs> yeah. It, any other camps? I mean, I have a normal summer camp nine weeks out of the summer, so yeah, right. that's yeah. all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's like, amazing. I'm not saying there should be more, but yet... Mm-hmm. Just, so you've got there's your, even more than people think. That, like Some people are like, oh, I probably did like a couple camps. We're like, no, we do nine, nine weeks, right. and then sometimes we're running five camps each week. Yeah. So yeah, like, it's we're a big schedule. We're yeah, almost wow. in a way more. I mean, we do more hours in the summer than in the winter because we're open at basically like eight a.m. Sure. till ten p.m. at night yeah. in the summer. Eight to ten. Yeah, yeah. So we actually have a higher staffing load in the summer because of camp than we do in the winter. Whoa. Um, wow. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of and then it's tough for like building because we can't build in the summer. Yeah. Because we're running camp the whole time, so we need to build at night, in the fall, all night long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to find Jay Scott. He's somewhere yeah, exactly. ice climbing yeah. or something uh, like that now. But, uh, uh, yeah, it messes does he with do it nude but... like Mason does too? What's that? Does he do it nude like Mason does too? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mason had to blow you out on that one. We never got to the full story last night on that one. Na- nature boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Mike knows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we do we do like a lot of one-off things mm-hmm. uh, like I said we, we really just want to be a resource for the mm-hmm. community and uh, you know like we'll do a thing with, we do open streets with Bike Pittsburgh so we mm-hmm. set up rollers and skinnies uh, on the open streets course oh, the whole okay. summer long we'll do that you know we do stuff with Allegheny County Parks mm-hmm. and we do stuff with city parks right. um, you know we really try to you know, obviously we just have a certain number of staff and mm-hmm. a certain number of portable elements and that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, we, we try to get out as much as mm-hmm. we can and, and help people with their events, that kind of thing, be a mm-hmm. part of other events. We do parades. We do like a Memorial Day parade. Yeah, parade coming up, man. Yeah. It's fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like drag a, drag a ramp around down the street yeah. and like do tricks on the ramp down the street and stuff. And, do they have to do it while you're rolling so they have to go faster than yeah. the ramp is moving forward? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you slam on the brakes? <laughs> Not yet, but we, we have, we, uh, it always, uh, Mike or Mark, 
uh-huh. always jumps some people from the crowd, so that's, that's always awesome. exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so we really, like, as much as we can, we get out there, and like, uh-huh. I try to go to mountain bike festivals and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, participate in those. And, right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much. Luckily, there's, so, there's much. so much going on. I mean, we're it's, just like... We can't go to everything. It's yeah, not possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it sounds like you guys have done a huge amount of networking, so that's everyone knows that you're here and ready. Kind of surprise. So like the biggest struggle is like think of BMX. Mm -hmm. There's the dirt scene, the park scene, the street scene, the flatland scene, a vert scene, you know, a race scene, Mm -hmm. and then all of them get their info from different places. But then we're also integrating unicycle skateboarding, then mountain biking. (laughs) Which in mountain biking, there's yeah. A thousand different disciplines in mountain biking, yeah. and people race or do things worse than BMX. And do, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's worse. Yeah, <laughs> really. In oh, different yeah. Well, you levels. get single speeders. You get. Uh, well, but then there's like cycle cross, cross country, slope style, downhill. Like, oh, if you're yeah. a DJ yeah. rider, en- enduro, enduro, like, and, and, and then there's like endurance mountain bike. Yeah, people that do like twenty four hour races, and there's stage yeah. racers, and then there's wow. Yeah. But they all get their info from different places, you know. So like. Just in the, the people that are real bike riders, mm-hmm. everyone like they probably get their info from a couple thousand different areas, and you know, yeah. podcasts and YouTube's and Facebook blogs and blogs and mm-hmm. you know. But then you try to get the people that are curious about mountain biking and BMX, and that's mm-hmm. a whole nother load. So like sometimes I have like a grandma, they're like, oh yeah, I know what the wheel mill is, and then I'll meet like a twenty year old like person, and they'll be like, what's the wheel mill? I'm like, right. And you live right over there? I'm like, yeah, how do yeah, you know yeah. who we are? Yeah. Right. Someone's grandma's like, oh, I, I saw the wheel mill. I'm like, yeah. I coached with a woman in Michelle who lived a block away from the wheel mill. And she's she moved out of Pittsburgh. And uh, she's okay. like, I wish I had known that I lived right next to the wheel mill. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And she's like super into it. But it's like, yeah. the par- part of the thing is, I mean, there there's so few indoor mm. bike parks, especially like, right bike bike park it's not right. like skate park sure and if and, and especially on the mountain bike side of it mm-hmm. like you're not going to enter a google search for something that you have no idea exists right you know right. you're not going to say what's the closest indoor mountain bike park to me when you yeah. have no idea that there is such a thing right so we're trying to not not it's not like saying like oh where's the closest pizza shop mm-hmm. um so we're like that's the struggle that we have is just right. telling and like you don't know how many people we've said like oh what's the wheel mill oh it's an indoor mountain bike and BMX park right. and they're like what so it's like outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they like uh, like no the indoor part is yesterday. like yeah, yesterday <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just like it doesn't indoor, it doesn't compute yeah. it's like why people right. don't want to call me Harry right because I got a bald head and they're like his name can't be Harry I get called it's, Eagle yeah okay nice bald Eagle <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah. Thank you, Jeff Allen. <laughs> um, among among other things. So word uh, word about two and a half hours. So oh, wow. we'll uh, okay. yeah. we'll go through. Let's jet through the. All right. So we are back at it. We're about to take a tour from end to end through the wheel mill, and Mike's going to tell you a little something before we start. <laughs> so our design approach, of course, the wheel mill has elements that's like more of like a park room or more of a jump room. But we try to make almost everything versatile to where a 16-inch bike or a 29-inch bike could hit it. So everything we do, we think about 
transition, all that kind of stuff for all bikes. But then we also think about, well, the wheel mill's big, but it's not too big. So can we make it so there's transfers? Can we make it so it's versatile so we can make the rooms uh, even a little spicier for everyone? They can mix it up, change it up, and it's not mm -hmm. one thing. So everything we did, we were thinking about all bikes and also how many ways can we use this space you know on just one bike how many ways can you hit it right. so you'll notice that a lot of our lines you can interchange mix and match but that's all by design to really like increase the number of, like of lines you can take and the most fun you can have so got it that was our design approach gotcha so what room are we in now right now we're in the park room of course this is more of a bmx oriented park a part of the park but you know there's a ton of everyone that rides this but uh, we told you about B-Cubed. We tore down B-Cubed, and actually there's another park in here called Mr. Smalls. So it's kind of weird that it's a graveyard of old parks. but uh, Which is cool because we just talked about Mr. Smalls for yeah. a while last night. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, and Mason I mean, we rode Mason Mr. Smalls his whole life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where he started BMXing. That was his wheel mill, which uh -huh. is awesome. And now look at where Mason is. Right, right. Uh, it, it's amazing. So, like, this park, we originally set up this area with just the ramps that we had and oh, then okay. uh luck, luckily we had a contest a year ago uh with van homan and oh. brian Chikinski. yeah the uncovered uh, yeah the uncovered contest and uh something we were missing was some, some street elements some grind boxes and that kicked us in the butt to do it and uh came out great and i'm stoked on it it did and uh where's the infamous um mad mike gap to peg is so it it's still it's still here it's a little changed yeah so you can see the there's the lip to the step up box he went yes. from that that all the way over this grind box all the way over this rail to that to one. double peg over here yeah so that's like that was insane i don't know how he didn't break the pegs off <laughs> he like, literally went diagonal like 20 foot yeah <laughs> like ludicrous a, yeah. i had to fix the ramp afterwards but what uh how many was it like three or four tries oh my god no, no it was like he literally annihilated tries. himself oh they cut a bunch and, out of the oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you gosh. watch him like literally lead with his shin into coping jumping 20 foot and you're like oh. i don't know how many times can you watch somebody try something and go oh yeah and like they're that just was like, almost the limit you're like oh that you know like <laughs> he's got to be done after that and then oh he just wanted it that bad and then, oh and then yeah. oh over and over again you're just like is this guy a cyborg or it's, what but then what's crazy is in in practice he was doing a bunch of stuff but he got stuck on this but he was doing other gnarly stuff because we had that diving board thing oh yeah yeah he was doing like insane stuff on that and like i felt like if he would have pulled everything quick he would have won but right that was so worth it yeah, yeah. right right <laughs> Oh, it was, yeah. it was the, I don't know if the arthritis is worth it, but. Oh my gosh, yeah. this has got to, got to be hurting. But hey, yeah. he got his trip to Hastings, right? Yeah. And he rode really well there. Yeah. Yeah. Hastings. yeah. But anyway, that was, a, uh, that was a, yeah. that was a great event here for sure. I mean, that was. And this was another one of those rooms where we were like, you know what, the, the the bottom of the pyramid is way lower than we thought. So right. Like this deck, we actually took what? Yeah, we two, lowered two it. Two feet off of this foot, deck here. Foot, foot, foot and a half. Foot, foot and a half. So the, yeah, like oh. everything here was actually big, and now mm -hmm. it's it is not. Yeah. <laughs> so I got big. you. Even this is tamed down. I mean, yeah. but you also have to think about the elements. Like as we're growing as instructors. Yeah. We need to learn like, you know, what 
what the progression is. So like as yeah. you're teaching, you're also taking mental notes of like, okay, I need this size dropper, I need this size quarter pipe, or I need this size ledge right. to teach someone how to grind. And yeah, you know, as yeah. we, at, you know, we're in our sixth year of being open, we've been adjusting that stuff so kids and people can progress right. to whatever point they want to. So, got it. Yeah. So here we're at a split room. Yep. No, this is split three ways, yeah, right? Three ways. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about this. This this was a, an empty room <laughs> for a long time. Really? Yeah. It was like a few years. Create your own adventure. We had a few like wow. uh, like log elements in here mm-hmm. and a few little box jumps that we were experimenting with, and uh, we had the nature spine in here. Yeah. <laughs> it was wow. this tree. I wanted to recreate how when you're on single track and there's uh-huh. a tree and then there's a root coming off the tree, how there always ends up being this kind of spine that erodes away. Right. And uh, just for mountain bikers to learn how to ride like a small uh-huh. spine. And uh, so we had this, we called it the nature spine. And, uh, but yeah, it was just free farm in here. And it was uh, admittedly a little bit sketchy sometimes because yeah. you would come in like five minutes later and that like the, the backside was no longer there on whatever because people were moving stuff around. Yeah. So uh, you really had I to got like, you. I mean, we always told everybody, like, take a look before you ride anything. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so this is open for a while, and we did a fundraiser and uh, to uh, kick off the pump track. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was the first concrete element in here. Right. Um, so yeah. you've got the the time pump track, yep. which has been a huge hit for how many jams? I mean, like, every oh, yeah. jam, yeah. it seems. About it's, five years old-ish. I would say maybe four four years old really? and it's incredible like it's one through one revision but if you look at it like even for experts like it's a versatile design like when no one's in there yeah. it's okay transfer but right right you, know, you can mix and match and you can do all kind of lines and also even going straight there's a lot of different manual lines a lot of different var- like variables that way and like that was the goal is like make it fast but make it usable for beginners and then also make it so experts can like reinvented over and over again sure yeah and uh just for the record what's the fastest time and by who uh Hal mccrory i think it's 13.33 was that la- not this pat not the one that just happened the, the one before no, that. i think it's just the last one oh, i don't okay. know if it's his best time i'm sorry if i don't know Kyle, but i believe it's 13.33 <laughs> was that the racing like my racer fastest, kid yeah with my little fastest tires? time is 14.8 so I'd be, was, I'd be uh, happy with that. Uh, Gavin Stazetsky's fastest time? It's 13 something. It's, I know, yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty darn close I think to it's Kyle's. A little, yeah. yeah. It's like, but it's a fraction of a second. Yeah. 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 Right. Kyle's Cal, yeah. uh, not an older dude, but he's, he's, he's not a kid. Yeah. Right. Oh, I got you. He was a double A parade. That's why uh, he's so fast. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking of a younger kid that was ripping through Probably here. Probably Gavin. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah he's he rips super too. fast. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what, 15? So the outside line of the other side of this room, that's like an easy, is it more like a, a warm-up pump? Um, uh, it's a three-foot jump line, actually, and Burley Matt helped us design this one uh, with the rolled, instead of a flat box top or like a flat step up, it ah. uh, has a rolled top, so you can actually hit it like a roller, and we wanted it to be a very gentle intro into jumping. I got in you. that way if you don't you know if 
you don't actually get much air instead of just flat out casing something you're just kind of on a roller i got you it keeps it smooth and yeah. also like your arc point when you're falling it's not as high so like say if you case and it's like the dunk yeah. right you know this all of this was thought out to be optimal for beginners yeah but any expert can just jump it uh, we had a great train coming through here with led by crandall yeah and then it was gary young myself isaac uh ground tuck um and bobby Proctor from rhode cool. island on this outside run you and we had, had the best time. time oh my god it was yeah. great we first i was trying to pass in corners and <laughs> and actually gary tried to pass steve I think Steve probably kicked his front tire or something because <laughs> he didn't want to lose. But no, it, it was awesome. Steve Steve makes fun of uh, makes anything fun, but it, it was a fun line for for that too. This thing is so versatile though. You see like the little wall ride jibs and yeah, you can do like I literally will session it for half an hour sometimes, just like and have a great time. Yeah, you know. But it's like funny like I won't ride the woodshed, <laughs> but I'll ride this for like thirty minutes. Uh huh. Uh, no, I think playful. I watched Chaz Man. Uh, I think he, he spent about 45 to an hour straight in here, yeah. Uh, yeah. manualing until he was able to manual the entire thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was just wow. just stayed in here and just did lap after lap until he manualed the entire course. Wow. <laughs> so it, yeah, I mean we've seen like people backflip these boxes and yeah, yeah. you know it's just like yeah, yeah it's small but definitely but mighty. Right. Do you want to tell me about the inside? So Harry do that. So the inside was described to me by one woman as all of my biggest fears in mountain biking all in one trail. Sort of a goal. So yeah, we had to put in the tree V because yeah, basically yeah. I mean, so for the wheel mill, a big part of the theme on the mountain bike side is like let's condense all of those technical aspects of uh-huh. the of the outdoor trail into a, into an area so you can just keep practicing them sure and uh so yeah this one is like if you headed out to frick park you would see all this stuff at frick park you're going to see the tree v which which sketches people out because you're going over an a-frame but uh, then your right, bars right. are going to hit these trees yeah and then yeah. there's exposure on the side that kind of thing uh or like rock gardens drops log overs um, that kind of thing so um, uh-huh. yeah so putting all those tech elements in and, and giving you a chance but you can start with a four inch drop go up to a 12 inch drop and then go up to like a two or three foot drop so it's progressive uh, i'm interested to hear how the next rooms are different because in my mind since i didn't ride them <laughs> i was always riding what i considered the bmx stuff yeah um i assume the room say that we're going into now was kind of the same thing yeah so it it is and it isn't it's uh also uh something i learned from mike and mark is you know just like the pace Mm -hmm. going through a room and keeping to keep the flow even if it's a technical room there's still going to be a flow to it Uh and uh you want to try to match everything as best as possible so you don't completely interrupt the flow so okay so this one is a a techier type of flow uh but it it, and it's just going to be a slower pace that other room you could really rip through oh okay even though there's some more technical elements it's a faster room this is a a much slower room more balance oriented so a bunch of skinnies we got two teeter-totters in here a bunch of different skinny lines in here some technical climbs a little bit more of a technical slow speed drop uh-huh. and then i think no one's told me otherwise yet 
the first mountain bike foam pit, so skinny over a foam pit. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's pretty cool. Because it's uh, you know you could do a six inch wide board on the ground all day long, right? But you put that thing four or five feet up in the air, and suddenly it's like a whole new right. problem because your brain your is brain. doing new stuff that <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be paying attention to. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like a chance to train the mental game. Uh, wow. So yeah, so tech room, and this room is still evolving. Honestly, I mean, there's mm -hmm. things we have. We actually have a lot more plans for this room. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, slower speed flow to this one, much more ba balance oriented, mm -hmm. uh, and definitely with the skinny foam pit, just like full focus on like let's really get down to business on the balance side of it. Yeah. Now it makes sense to me. It makes total sense what you're trying to do here. So th this is cool. I I like this. Uh, so now what are we going into here? Uh, we can either go upstairs or go to the flow room. Either one. Whatever you want to do. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> All right, let's go upstairs because yeah. then we can uh, show the connector that goes down yeah. to the first floor. Okay. And that'll make sense where it pops out. Yeah. Show it verbally. Right, right, right. Show it with our words. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're about at the midpoint in the building, although there's up up in uh, first, second floors, but this is about halfway. The resi, yeah. So resi entrance here, resi deck, resi entrance. There. Oh. All right, yeah. I forgot about this. Um, There's a lot more than you think here. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it, it's if you if you know you know right. Like you come over here, but it's not right. We've had people that never made it past uh, that doorway. They didn't realize there was the other half of the park. Oh and my gosh. They spent the whole entire day here. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. It'd be nice if you guys had a pump track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of people miss the park room. Yeah. Like they just flat out miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's kind of tucked out of the that way. That one's tucked away. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the four foot box and also the quarters for the Oh, music. okay. Yeah. It's a it's a four foot long deck on top of the box? Yeah. Uh, four foot lip. Oh, I was going to say, like, whew, I thought like it looked eight, longer than that. Just It'd over eight, eight inch. Foot. Yeah. So the, it's perfect. Yeah. But what's, what's nice is so the, the lip of the foam pit is the same lip as this, and then also in the jump room, there's the same lip as well. Oh, so yeah. you can so, just progress from yeah. right next door so the last jump line and the intermediate line the woods jump room is the same lip as this like the same radius yeah, yeah. the the step up the power step up no, no, the one next the to one it. next to it oh so okay it's a, it's a protect it's a box, box. And, i got gotcha. you uh, yeah. okay yeah so that one would be the same gotcha so you can go one two three and wow. this is the setup that Jonathan Stark helped us get dialed in with the ADA spec oh, ramp. So, so this is all ADA spec as far as the slope on it and the width of it. Yeah. And the yeah. rails on it, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, I did not know that. That's that's really cool that you were able to find a way to adapt it. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, that, like, we were going to come up here anyway, so why not do it right. so that other people can use it too? So, yeah. Yeah. And there you go. There's your there, drop. There was that, a lot of. Uh, that's a pretty good drop too. <laughs> well, that's what that's what he needs. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And like a lot of calculating, like this because it's so crammed in. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a room where we didn't have to calculate headroom and like 
Yeah. Let's maximize this, but well, this has got to connect to that. Well, if we do that, then there's not enough room there, and then you know, so everything right. is a puzzle just piece. everything's a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, you're not just putting ramps wherever you want. Like everything's going through a doorway or under a pipe or whatever. Right, and, and it's just like okay, you don't want people to smash their head, which has happened. Yeah, we I've done it. I've got a whiplash. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we fixed the, that. <laughs> the one thing that's cool though about you know the choppiness of the rooms is it makes you be really creative and it's mm. sort of like a trails it's like a trail sometimes you have a huge rock or a little stream or a tree that you don't want to cut down and you work around it uh -huh. you know and that's that we i actually sort of like it because like if you had a blank room sure you'd be less creative yeah because you don't have to work around anything Right. Which I kind of dream about that sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what Mike and I fantasize about. <laughs> big open rooms with nothing in the way. But I would, I would <laughs> actually pretend that there would be, if I was designing in that, I would pretend that there's something mm -hmm. to create a flow of like what a real trail feels like. I got you. And but over there, that room, uh, we just call it like our fundamental track, open room area. But or it's actually where we teach people how to ride. Right down to the So room. you see like all those dots. And the, and the painted track on the ground, that's all for our learner ride lessons. Those are all Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you... So we designed the whole sequence of how you learn how to ride, and all those like dots and stuff are, are tools to help oh, you. Like, I get you. Yeah. So, all so... your focal points, all that kind of stuff. So like, this is where, we, you know, where you realize mm -hmm. the level that you need to be at. Yeah. Because you, when you tell this kid that just learn to pedal like all right yeah ride over that white dot on the ground and they just like yeah. are out of control right and you're like okay this is where we're at yeah. this is where it starts you know? they have zero ability to control their bike you're just lucky that they're up on, off the ground but <laughs> again it's gonna be hard to put get your mind in that that to get to that frame of mind yeah i mean uh what's it like wait i forgot to bring this up when you're asking about our programs mm -hmm. and how you were amazed at, you know like uh people that aren't that aren't already riders want to come here you like you know you said mainly people are coming in but the thing is this is a controlled environment like there's no animals there's no cars there's no nothing so parents and kids love it because they feel comfortable they're in this room walled off you know it's only right. them right and then they right. learn how to pedal on and then they go out yeah so like the, yeah. these two rooms give them those elements mm -hmm. where we like we we close this down all the time while we're doing lessons so it's only then yeah and yeah. you know also, you take out the fear of people watching you, judging you, you know, yeah. like all those elements go away and it's only you and your instructor and it works. Yeah. Yeah. And massive games of foot down, I'm sure have been played in that yes, area. It's a great multi-purpose space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then this room here, uh, Harlan Price from Take Aim Cycling, he's a professional mountain bike coach. Um, uh -huh. He helped us design this room and it's really just meant to be a progressive fundamentals room drops you know four eight 16 inch drops oh okay frame skinnies logs those tapered right. logs you go from zero to you know 12 inches uh small rollers small jumps uh just a uh, a place to get started riding terrain there's so many so many people who have never ridden any kind of terrain right just ridden flat ground flat trails gravel trails whatever double yeah. track that kind of thing so like this is their intro to terrain yeah um, so this has been a, a really great teaching space and this is the bunny slope this is the it's yeah, the bunny slope i'm so glad we're doing this because i, no, you I assume <laughs> differently with a room like this yeah. uh, you know i'm 
in my lessons, almost every single lesson I'm in, I'm in this room, even with like what I consider an intermediate level rider. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Unless wow. you're like an absolute expert. Right. We're usually up here for at least ten to twenty minutes. Yeah. I I can see. It's being up here. <laughs> yeah. Time. Right. And then the perimeter is we call it the cross country loop because it's the one that goes two stories. Oh, okay, uh, sweet. Know, a lot of mountain bikers are looking for a little bit of a longer trail, trying to get a little cardio workout in. So yeah. But we also wanted it to be accessible to beginner riders. So mm-hmm. just, just slight curves, slight undulation, little uh-huh. knee drop opportunities, little berm opportunities, and then uh-huh. we have these nice soft rollers over there. Another section. Like on oh, the back, I got gotcha. you. The back stretch there, so. And then there's an opening in the back there, which is a, we label it Black Diamond because it's steep and sharp turns and uh-huh. it takes you back down to the first floor. So you like a real twisty roller coaster. I think I have. <laughs> I but don't there's remember. there's one other element we have to show oh, yeah. you. Oh, okay. You may not have seen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I walked down it one year during the Next Generation Jam. I haven't ridden it, I don't believe. So... What's awesome is like they learn this, and then this is almost like the perfect first course right here. Uh huh. And then, oops, sorry. There's like three more courses that are just a smidge harder than this. The uh-huh. car cross country loop, like the green section of our cross country loop. You've got a lot of areas dedicated to uh, to skills. Oh yeah, yeah. It's which is amazing. I'm I'm not sure how many people realize that part. I, I'm really going to be excited to hear what people think listening to describing rooms that I thought were very similar. But again, it's one of those things, taking it for granted, like, oh, yeah, think, yeah, okay, of course so we do like, that. When you hit a, in a B, put it in a BMX term, like, there's a race jump, there's uh-huh. a step up, there's a step up, step down, there's a table toss. Mm-hmm. You know, in mountain biking, there's all those elements too. But like, even in BMX, there's a long and low, there's a steep double, there's a mellow double, uh-huh. you know, there's... All that different kind of stuff. There's a step down. There's a step up. Right. So like even if you're hitting there's a hip, there's a shark yeah. fin. There's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah. you're hitting everything. So but even mountain biking, there's all those different scenarios too. Like there's a steep downhill with rocks. There's a steep uphill climb with rocks yeah. or roots or you know there's all these different scenarios that yeah. you need to play out. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're, we're in something. This is our latest edition. Oh really? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's so cool. So did these, um, I taught spin for three years. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) sure. It's not far. I can come here. (laughs) Totally totally worth the commute. Yeah. If I I leave at 10 at night, I'll be here just in time for the six o'clock, six o'clock class. Um, are you, uh, oh yeah. I was just going to ask, are you reading Watts? You're doing, you're doing all that. You're actually generating Watts. Really, not not yeah. just recording watts. You're yeah. generating, generating, and that's they, what's they going on there. there. Oh, nice! So uh, this is the second gym in the U.S. to have these bikes that generate electricity as you pedal. The second in the U.S. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So other one in San Diego, I believe, is where the first one was. That's amazing. We're, we're just like a, maybe a year behind them. But, uh, right. Yeah. So this has been a lifelong dream of mine, pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because it just makes total sense. You know, yeah, yeah. you're in there, yeah, you're yeah. pedaling. Uh, and I used to race uh, cross country mm-hmm. mountain bikes and road race uh, bicycles, and so I spent a lot of time on a trainer. You know. Uh-huh. And like you turn the resistance on, and you just create heat, and then right. you turn a fan on or the AC yeah. on to take care of the heat and. Well, these things, instead of using a brake, they mm-hmm. use a, a 
generator. Oh, okay. So uh, you can crank out, uh, you can put out 288 watts out of these things. Uh huh. 280, somewhere around there, watts. Uh, and it just plugs into the wall. They have their own regulator and safety mechanism. So if there's something wrong with the wall power, it'll just mm -hmm. shut it off. And to generate 280 watts, that's, you that's do that tough. For a minute. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's, that's pretty tough. I yeah, used to watch yeah. mine. Granted, you had to knock it down a little if you're the instructor. Yeah, for sure, you had to be able to sure. yell yeah. and talk. But, exactly. Um, yeah. are, these, are these chain driven or are these magnet? Um, they're uh, they're belt, belt drive. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, even yeah. better. Yeah, they're belt drive. And, okay. Uh, yeah, so you start pedaling, display mm -hmm. comes up, and then you get to see how many, actually, you get to see how many watts are at the pedal, mm -hmm. and then how many watts are going to the grid after the mechanical and electrical inefficiencies. Yeah, yeah. So you get to see what you're contributing, and they all, like, uh, you can log into your phone, record your workout. Mm -hmm. We can display it on the screen, do a little leaderboard thing if you're in a competitive class or whatever. Really? Or we can just summarize it so that yeah. you're not calling anybody out. Sure. Um, but yeah, we've just started doing this. All of our coaches are cyclists and racers, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, so they're all like super legit workouts. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Really excited about it. So, yeah. The worst thing you can do as an instructor is, you know, I did it all by music. Yeah. Throw on an uh, an Allman Brothers song. <laughs> and you will kill the class, the entire class, because the song obviously is like eleven or twelve minutes. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. So put put it on been, max resistance. And yeah. Let's climb. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it was because it's it's obviously uh, sometimes slower pace, but but anyway, yeah. So you have eleven bikes plus the instructors yeah, twelve, exactly. and the instructors uh, uh, generating power also. also plugged to, in. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All you need is a, a working outlet. And good to go so. uh, do you ever use the screen or do you have the ability to use the screen for um, like visualizing a, a course or a loop or a race yeah definitely, definitely. so it's not just to, to post yeah you can uh, put Netflix output. on or you can put on a trail video or whatever yeah and feel like you're riding in yeah, that scenario the, yeah what you're watching yeah, that's awesome sure. yeah. this is amazing this I would imagine this you have to sign up for these yeah so this is like a regular spin studio uh it's branded separately as generate is the generate cycling studio okay. is, a, is a separate branding on it uh but yeah you can uh get your passbooks and that kind mm -hmm. of thing and um we're just trying to get the word out and right. get classes filled and add more so we got awesome. class four nights a week right now really yeah, that's really good so. But, and you said uh, it's it's separate, so it's it's generate. How do, how does someone find it online? Uh, you can find it on the Wheel Mills website. We actually oh, okay. have a, a tab that just says generate, mm -hmm. and then you could also go to generatecyclingstudios.com, uh -huh. um, and it'll just carry you over for now. We're, we have it coexisting with the Wheel Mill for the moment. So that's amazing. Because like everything else, we're just trying to make it happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This blows my mind. But it's, I made uh, I made one of these in my garage like 20 years ago. Uh huh. With a Schwinn and uh, a, a stand that I got at Goodwill uh -huh. and a uh, generator out of a Corvair. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I hooked it into like a Coleman uh, inverter and ran my shop radio Thanks. off of it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> That so is, luckily, this company made a much sleeker version of it. Yeah. <laughs> the bikes have improved, but man, I'll tell you, we had those Kaiser bikes that were magnetic yeah. resistance. Yeah. 
Uh, they were not cheap. No, they were We had not to cheap. do a fundraiser, a bunch of fundraisers. It was through the YMCA. Okay, cool. But we got 24 bikes in there, nice. and they were great. They were really, really great bikes. Awesome. But I mean, you, you're turning, you know, you're going a whole other level with generating, actually visually seeing how many watts yeah. you're generating and what, what that actually can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice. I mean, it's like you can, it's a little bit extra inspiration you know yeah and you're like i could power one more light bulb yeah or like let me take care of the fan for you guys yeah and the only way you can really do it is by resistance mm -hmm. more resistance i should say yeah or higher cadence one or the other a hard <laughs> higher cadence right yeah i guess yeah definitely cadence oh excuse me um so we didn't do this one yet right so we can scooch up here oh okay got it yeah it's right backwards Okay. So this is where that connector from upstairs. Oh comes yeah, yeah. Down. Yeah. Got it. I definitely walked down that once because I think I walked down it or up it. I went the wrong, whatever it was. It was the okay. wrong way. <laughs> and I found out when someone came barreling toward me. Yeah. But uh, so this is this step cool. four. Well, this kind is of? the Flow MTB uh, progression wise. Yeah. This is one of the next progressions. So. When you ride upstairs, you do typically come to this room next. I gotcha. So when you're here and you can see it, there's green stripes everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we've really worked on mapping it out because a lot of it's self-guided here. So you come and right. you ride on your own terms. But we try to make it saying like, hey, this is the best next route. And yeah, yeah. This room is really good for beginners, intermediates, and experts. Mm -hmm. Harry designed a lot of them. We'll let him talk, talk yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, this has gone through a couple of evolutions because of uh, fire code. We thought we were going to head one direction, but we ended up having to head a different direction. So it's seen a couple of remodels, had some uh, love from Burley Matt as well. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, this was a lot of fun. I mean, this is one of the earlier rooms that we built, and we were just like, hey, let's try this thing. And like, so this massive berm here with a wall ride. Like, uh -huh. I think Tom Marcus and Jay Scott, uh, like Jay Scott built a lot of this room. Uh -huh. um, and I know Tom helped on that. And even Yeagle was in here, I yeah. think, helping on this one. Uh, forgot to shout out to Yeagle, because he put in a lot of time too. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so been through a couple iterations, uh -huh. uh, changed going through that doorway, but yeah, same thing, you know, green, blue, black as yeah. far as difficulty, but then option to cross over and create new lines. Sure. Um, this one is like a flow mountain bike trail, so there's not a lot of stuff that's going to stutter you up like a log or a rock, um, right. but still a lot of elevation changes mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, just a place to work on keeping your flow with all that elevation change that sure. kind of business a lot more berms and turns uh opportunities to kind of send some stuff more jumps in here a uh, mm -hmm. couple of skinny options as well just to take advantage of the right the space, space. but uh, uh and then different roll-ups you know like a wedge roll-up versus a transition roll-up um, oh is, yeah you know so like this is a place where you learn to do a transition roll-up before mm -hmm. you try to do the one on the pump track. I got you. So they might not all be right next to each other, but right. we have a small, medium, and large version of pretty much everything in the park. So I that gotcha. you don't have to just like, right. go for it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you work your way up. Yeah. So, yeah. This this would be just as fun on a BMX bike, I would oh, yeah. think. Yeah, yeah this, sure. this room is like our, this and the pump track are like our most like, 
intermingled rooms is the flow room and the pump truck. Like where oh, okay. you'll see BMX and mountain bike riding yeah. together. Good and warm, so the good flow for this too. one is, you know, you do a, a lap in here, you yeah. go out that exit that we walked up, you yeah. go out the switchback ramp, do a switchback climb upstairs, hit the cross-country loop perimeter upstairs, uh, come all the way around, hit the connector, come back down to the first floor, and then you're right back in the trail here, so you can just do the continuous, like, double double loop laps, two floor laps, and that way you can get some mileage in if you're and looking then, for Right. It. The beauty of this room is it changes, so you can, like, make it so it's a little different. Because uh -huh. you can hit three different lines but then you can transfer them too and then keep on making them new new yeah. new and that's the goal that's oh man, that's awesome i i like it so i'm gonna ask you a question i know you're gonna know the answer to because you guys <laughs> seem to know every piece of wood every nail uh how long is it at the long at the furthest point how many how many feet long is this to do one left full lap i should uh, say like if you were to ride every single a mountain biker that was looking for like a distance to try to work up to a distance yeah i mean honestly we because you can like like this has like three or four different tracks at any given point yeah if you if you just picked one mm -hmm. um i don't i don't know we never marked it out but because you can they're like three right next to one another, so you could do this room three times and never sure. ride the same thing. And then you could cross over right. and do all the permutations of that. I got so you. So we kind of picking the longest line now. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's. I uh, mean, I would assume there's there's people that just want to ride a long lap. Yeah. As many times as they possibly can. Yeah, <laughs> so they're completely there, burnt out. There are some of those people, you know, and and you can make that happen in mm -hmm. here. It's not optimal for that. I mean, it's a small, choppy building. You can make that happen, uh -huh. but I mean, it's just, you know, we don't have that ability to just have that right. unobstructed, huge, you know, dedicated yeah, yeah. single track lap. Right. Um, so we're really more like, hey, let's maximize what we've got so right try right. to bring a little creativity when you with you when you come <laughs> yeah no and, and, and there's definitely a, a ton of um a ton of tech stuff for sure i'm just thinking if i was a mountain biker i would love to do lap upon lap yeah. upon lap and mix it up in between yeah. like you're saying you have three different routes and, and we have such a strong outdoor mountain bike community here mm -hmm. we're not trying to replace that right, you know? right we're not trying to tell people like oh don't go outdoors you know you should just come here it's uh we're trying to embellish that yeah. so instead of saying like come in here and get in like a billion miles of mm -hmm. laps right well you can just do that outside and there's so many dedicated riders that they'll put on whatever gear they have to and go right outside no matter what sure so that's not like we're not trying to compete with that but what what we do want to offer is like hey you know that drop you had trouble with or those logs you had trouble with oh, you know, right, those right. rocks you had trouble with like yeah. you can ride them in a trail context but instead of having to ride two miles before you get to the next one like mm -hmm. you can just do it over and over again until you get good at it so yeah i follow you there that's really like the it's sort of like for me as a mountain biker i look forward to this time of year when mm -hmm. i've been working on this stuff in here all year all winter long right and then it's finally like nice outdoor trail season right. and i go out there and i go like ride faster than i've ever ridden before yeah, like yeah. every year it's like i'm faster right and right. feel and have more fun and have more options available to me on the trail and, and that's that's what i love about this not like oh this replaces outside it's sure. just like this is adds to the outside experience for me Got it. We'll move on to the next. Sure.
Oh, you can go that way? Yeah. And out and under or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're sneaking here? Yeah, I guess so. We had to think of all the design elements. Yeah. That's right. To make everything work. Either way, for a guy that really wants to uh, to do some some cardio in the winter time, yeah, when yeah. they just don't want to suit up that much or put right, studs right. on the tires, for sure. then this seems perfect. Yeah, definitely. Aside from all the people, out. you just do one lap of the pump track, and you're already like, "Ooh, I'm yeah, that time right." Already. <laughs> right. This room actually used to be the warm-up room. Really? Yeah. This was like before we actually we didn't even have anything upstairs for a long time, uh -huh. and then we had little stuff like that down here okay and because we're like lounge, lounge. who needs a lounge yeah right right just get to riding as much riding as possible <laughs> we're not here to lounge yeah <laughs> i just needed that lounge <laughs> <laughs> but eventually we're like okay <laughs> people can lounge right right oh it's funny um wow so this this is him i mean this is a mini ramp, of course. And, yeah. Uh, but if you notice when you walk around the wheel mill, everything has a tree bark element to it. So yeah. you didn't want anything to look like a sterile skate park. So right. everything has some sort of wooden element in that area. Mm -hmm. Like there's a crazy wooden sub in the park room. This has used to have a tree wall ride, but now it's a, a tree sub box. And then there's also a log bench up top. So. Anything that would have looked like a straight-up skate park, and I say sterile, like yeah. we, we sort of roughed it up with some loggy wood yeah. elements. Yeah. yeah. We so, love we love outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But it's Pittsburgh, so... So, just a, a quick question on this one. Yeah. It sure looks to me, from, from the very little skateboarding I've, I've witnessed, with my son anyway, this wouldn't work as a skate ramp because it's not enough flat? Skate or do dry. people... That uh, actually, skate would have a little less flat, but if you just look at our I-beams, it's the same thing with, with uh, like I told you, like all the rooms pose problems. Right. And if we're hitting a six, seven foot air, that I-beam could become a problem. Oh, so you had to have that transition end up in between the two beams so and before that pipe. Yep. That's the sprinkler system, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so you know, there's, there's a lot of things where it was like, Oh, we should just move that sprinkler pipe. Oh, what's that going to cost? Oh, only $9,000? Yeah, right. It's probably set up as a dry system, or is it, it a is wet a system? system? Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of limitations to the space, but you just have to get creative. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't become perfectly optimal. But also this room right here, what else would you put in it besides a mini ramp? You know, um, like, I'd put Mason Ritter in there the, You know, yeah. like, but there's not that much else. Like, But we had little skinnies over here before. Right. Right. So then we're like, all right, mini ramp will go here because... There's so much limitation to the space. It's narrow, but it's I got gotcha. a sort of high ceiling, but it doesn't because there's all these pipes right. and beams and. And you know. you, the way you have it set up, I would imagine you're not you're you're not able you're only able to get so high. I mean, unless you're Larry Edgar or someone. Yeah. On on the. I mean, every height transition. of a quarter pipe has its limitations. Like, mm -hmm. but our rule of thumb when we're designing a good quarter pipe, if you if you design it right. The good, like the expert rider should be able to go double that height. So if it's a six foot quarter, their good air should be six foot high. That's, so, that's what I'm thinking. But then you're a really good rider will go seven or eight. Yeah. So when you're at seven and eight and it was over, but also there's, there's that illusion of fear. Even if something's close, people get freaked out. So we yeah. wanted to avoid that too. Right, right. You know, even if only the person that does an eight foot air when he's doing a tuck no hander air would hit it, mm -hmm. we still wanted to eliminate that. 
I got you. Pat O'Leary. Oh, yeah. What is that? <laughs> Literally, there's just so... <laughs> there's like, just, I just think every time I look around, I'm like, oh, yeah, that Pat O'Leary did build that. And, and like Pete, that box over the fan. You know, oh, just so many okay. people have just helped in so many, like... They either work even, at fab shops like, or something. Yeah, we're like, they're like, what do you right. need? And we're like, oh, you work yeah. at a fab shop. We need this. And they're like, Yeah, we oh. need to cover that fan so like, you don't hit it on the micro. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm like, so oh, cool, yeah, I got something for that. That's an exhaust fan? Yeah. Just to keep air moving? We work with South Park Racetrack a lot, but we also work with Westmoreland and, like, we needed a bracket, and they got someone to fab it for us, like, for the gate. And, like, yeah. wow. they did it. You know, like, yeah. it wasn't even us, like, contracting someone. They're like, oh, we'll get someone. We're like, but yeah. it's everybody, like, how this place happened is everybody wants it to be here. Like, yeah. 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 It's the only way it works. Right. They want it to be here. It had to yeah. be that way because yeah. I thought I was going to get a loan, and then. You're right. And so I signed the lease, and then the. the small business advisor that was uh, said like oh yeah I got three banks that are ready to give you this loan suddenly after I signed the lease the next day he's like ah yeah nobody wants to do it and I'm like you kidding me oh man <laughs> wow hey you know what maybe it's better that way it's that it worked out that way because yeah, it sounds no, like I'm some people with... came out of the, the woodwork yeah yeah and well yeah. that's a weird thing to I mean, say kind of have to talk be, about like, all this wood invested in it I think yeah. Hit the last room. And one that among among uh, Mike and my crew uh, is a favorite. Brody Manko, this is a super friend here. What's that? Brody, uh, Brody Manko designed this whole structure here. But he's not here. I'm no, just saying hi to some random, uh, random nice kid down there. I just called him basically Brody. Um, <laughs> So yeah, this room, so this room is talked about everywhere. <laughs> Everyone that comes here, whether it be the Scotty Kramer Channel guys or guys you and I know from all over, it's it's the I've heard this room flows better than any other one like it. So anyway, you can thank Mike and Mark for that. Yeah, was so, the goal. so take it over. Where right. are we first so of we all? So we were in the woods jump room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny with the name, like we were building it and like this room is too good to just call like jump rooms. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. like, we need to come up with a creative name. So we ended up making the woods jump room name, but mm-hmm. uh, Josh Package also helped us design it. So it was my brother, Mark Patazzi, myself and Josh Package. And we came up with the, the general idea and we built the outer loop first. So like the begin, like the, the big line. Mm-hmm. So big line and how all these deck systems if you see we actually have five different decks just for one line that changes elevation and that's one of the biggest things about this room is elevation right right Uh, another huge design principle that we really applied and uh was no skate park elements if you look in here there's no vert wall no quarter pipe right nothing right because really you know we were at the benefit if we've almost wrote we haven't rode every single jump line in the world, but we almost rode every single jump line in the world. Right. And wooden one. And right. we just went and go, what do we like about that one? And almost everyone was like, well, we got to hit a quarter pipe like midway through the line. And like some trails have those, but it's not the best part of the trails. You know what I mean? And yeah. only the good riders are, are hitting it like, like correctly. So, you know, we just literally slashed every single skate park element out of the jumps. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's what jumps are. Like, yeah, right. They're not skate parks. You right. Know? So that was one of the big things. And 
you know, we, we looked at the way people were cutting lips, the way people were cutting landings, and we changed it, and we did it the way we thought it should be, and, uh, you know, that's really, like, the trail influence was far more than park influence. Sure. And that's why people say it flows like trails, because it's all, it was three dudes that had built uh, multiple sets of trails making wooden trails. Right, right. You know? And I think that was the proper suit for us. And then, you know, then we had Burley Matt come in and help us do some wild angle stuff that we uh -huh. were dreaming up, like, you know, like that bull corner and some mm -hmm. of this stuff. And that wild bull corner in there with that over was, you yeah. know, all Burley Matt's work. You know, we were looking at, we're like, we want to do this crazy thing, which, you know, with a shovel, we would just do it so easily, you know, like you just build it and you pack it. But yeah. with wood, you're like, how do we get there? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Right. So in there, like we're not down in there, but there's like a lot of intricate things that you're just like. Yeah. They just, these really crazy blends. Yeah. Where it just switches from one, going one direction to another direction. And right. Yeah. He, uh, like we do, <laughs> we do that to him a lot. We're like, okay, Burley, here's where we're at. Yeah. We need to get from here to there. Make it happen. Like, we know that it's not optimal, you know, but I'm yeah. sure you'll come up with something cool. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we're like, we need to turn this corner, but there's not much room in there. Yeah. But then it's got to flow. And then it gets tight. <laughs> and then this, you know. Yeah. And it's got to go from one to two lines because, like, that exits into two sure. lines. Yeah. And, like, so my, my contribution to the woods room is this, the furthest inside line. Yeah. And then the furthest outside line, it's, like, a super mellow, like, if you went to a... Uh, like a ski resort bike park, mm -hmm. like just like ski jump style yeah. uh, for mountain bikers. I just wanted something that was like, because mountain bikers get like the uh oh feeling on a steep lip. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wanted just like a super mellow lip, but bigger lip. Sure. Uh, one where your like whole bike actually fit on the lip, as opposed to just like a little kicker kind of jump. And right. uh, yeah, so like, so I, uh, I just use that inside line portion to just make a real ski slope style so. i don't know if you meant it but at the same time you're covering uh maybe a kid riding 16 oh, yeah. inch wheels yeah so you got you got both covered with that yeah and it and it's it's like another option for you know making new lines too i mean mm -hmm. you see like people you know like they'll do like coast to coast you know like those runs where they start full yeah, left yeah. and then just like skip 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 and they end up full right side and then skip 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 back yeah. over the other way and yeah right and just like our other designs we knew we couldn't build two jump rooms or something so we've made this one right as interesting and mixable as possible mm -hmm. and if you notice literally there's six jumps lined up straight across but you can literally yeah. mix match at any point and jump over a whole one right go to any and like when you have a private session in here it's it's insane like you can just do oh when you're when people are, yeah. are taking the course you know backwards or, or just transferring well and sometimes you go half backwards and forwards and like you could do all kind of stuff yeah well another another thing i want to show like show you in the room sure like if you see that there's this heater right here mm -hmm. it goes there we couldn't even go against the wall yeah there's a bathroom here there's all these i-beams and if you notice where every single box jump is like your arc the height of your arc yeah. is actually directly in between to the highest point so it's pretty much like uh it's like hitting right here in between these two water sprinklers. Mm -hmm. Every arc that we knew that was going to go high, you're yeah. in between that. And then, you know, but then when you come up here, there's this I-beam going that way. Right. This one had to be super mellow. Okay. And like, that's why that lip is just real mellow and you just skip it. But it literally yeah. is because of what's all here. Right. And then if we would have kept that going right and mm -hmm. didn't do this, this tunnel, 
right. the box couldn't have been as big because then there's you see that oh, those yeah, two yeah, lines. Yeah. So literally the whole room is dictated. It's like it's like there's trees in this room. Right. Like we had to look at every single thing, and like that crane can only go right there. Right. <laughs> like that's right. the only place it can sit. Yeah. So it's wild. Like you know, the the room morphed. Like we had a general sketch and. It, it was always sort of this, mm-hmm. but then we were like, oh, we didn't even look at this, you know? Right, and then we were right. like, oh, crap, you know? But we optimized every single element. So this room took a lot of thought. Like, we talked about it for months, like, because uh-huh. we only had this, so we were always talking about the inside at all times, too. You know what's amazing is you still ended up with, I think, the perfect amount of transition time between jumps. Yeah. Well. Another another thing that we look at a lot of other parks, they try to smush too much in. And granted, here we don't have as much square footage as some other parks, but we wanted to like make it perfect, not mm-hmm. not be like, all right, we're gonna have a 40 jump line, you know, right, and right. then just tighten a little. And it's like, yeah. no, we're gonna make this as good as possible. We're not gonna put in a roller that doesn't need to be there. Sure. Like, it's just what's gonna fit and fit right. Right. Yeah. Got it. So there was a, you know, but there were. That all came with a lot of experience. Sure. Yeah. And it's not wow. a gimme. I mean, like, it's, these are, this is weird. Like, you don't yeah. see this anywhere else. And figuring mm-hmm. out how to ride that line through the tunnel is tough. Takes work. And uh, I would love to have enough room to just do, like, four straight sets in a row, you know, just yeah. moving from, like, three foot on up. Right. Just so that you could just hit straight set after straight set and really dial that in. But uh-huh. we don't have room to do that. So we're like, well, if we, right. if we only have room to do one thing, let's make it run really well and let it be a challenge that you work up to. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be a gimme, you know? Like, no. I th- it's like you still got still to put your time in. Right. You know? <laughs> but we build gimmies into it, too. Like, if you notice, like, this, the jump, that's the Universal Coatings one. Uh-huh. Like, that first one's pretty easy, but we give you the speed. You roll down, you hit a roller, right. and that way you're like, okay, I can do this. Then you start working on it from there, and that, that's the goal in some of our designs. Is like, we'll we'll get you to the first thing, and then you got to work for the rest. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but that's true. That way, the whole thing isn't hard. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, but for me, like when I get outside after mm-hmm. working on this kind of thing, and I'm just like, I can handle all this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it helps with confidence. Everything you've showed me helps with confidence. Yeah. Whenever you, progressive. Yeah. It's wild. Obviously, it's, this is the room I hear the Yo. most about. But uh, these kids uh, are ripping. While we're in here, I would like to give a big shout-out to Ronnie B., all the Sparky, Sabrosa, Shadow people. Yeah. They've been backing yeah. us pretty much since the day we opened. Yeah. So, sure. like, anything, anything through hard times, they helped us. And yeah. You know, like they're supporting BMX. Like we also talked about Powers Bike yeah. Shop. They're supporting BMX. So yeah, you know, we have a lot of great sponsors. But you know, I like to give a big shout out to them because they were the ones that believed in us from the beginning. Like, took, a, yeah. took a big chance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Ronnie is definitely sponsors, a guy that, that puts puts money back in this in the scene, knowing that that's how it survives. Yep. So uh, yeah, and you've got a bunch of great sponsors yeah. here. It's it's G four too. Awesome. They, they they got in in the, in the beginning too, and really mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, we, we like what you're uh, working on, and uh, yeah. and you know what's cool is they they sponsored Hellhands, right? Yeah. So there's connections that uh, that that work for them too. Yep. You know, get exposure through yeah. their sponsors. Well, like we said, we we may we mainly see it as a partnership, like we're helping yeah. each other. Oh, absolutely. You know? And you know. 
we absolutely do because we sell our products we do all kind of stuff but it's yeah. true i always forget about the bike shop yeah. on full service bike shop right not full service uh we have pretty much every bmx part you need in a color you want and then right. if you need help we'll help you fix your bike but there are a bunch of yeah. local shops so we don't take I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but you service. also have uh, repair stands for the for for people to use for riders to use, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. We've got the public stand, and then we have our whole rental fleet that we have to maintain. So we have. I got you. The shop so you're not stuck. That. No, we, not we don't do it. Like if, if a kid's here and he breaks his chain, we're gonna put his chain on, like, on I got for you. him. Or someone you. needs something major, we send a bike shop. I got you. Yeah. If you need to tune up, then just go schedule with your bike shop. You know? yeah. yeah, we don't do anything overnight or anything like that. It's like nah. this kid's from, you know, from Cleveland and needs his thing fixed real quick. It's like we'll put your yeah. bar on for you. <laughs> right, I got yeah. you. I think that's it, guys. I think yeah. this is definitely someday we'll do a do another one with just a teardown of the things that you and I have talked about with yeah. the podcast with you and, and Mark, and just changing you know, more of the same type of dealing with the the elements that you have to deal with um but also i've seen a few pictures that are amazing when you look at it now to back then oh, yeah. <laughs> so i would I, i'd love to go through and just i'm sure you've saved so many photos yeah, b- yeah. before and after that would be a cool this room originally it just had wood stored in it <laughs> yeah for a long time really yeah yeah we right. built the flow room the i got Seventeen tractor trailer loads of the reclaimed lumber that we used to build everything. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we had a forklift in here, and we just kept. They come with. Uh, first, they started with four bundles coming up from Butler County, coming down, and uh, they started falling off the truck. Um, so he went and moved to three bundles. Three bundles that were like 16 to 22 feet long. Go forklift them off the tractor trailer, bring them in, stack them up in here. And oh I hired three uh, three local guys just pulling nails full yeah, time yeah. and just handing those lumber off to Mike and the crew. And, um, you know, I would say we're still like 50% recycled lumber. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say 50% done. I was no, just no, like, what? No, no, <laughs> like, but we're like in like the guts of, of yeah. course, like plywood's really hard to recycle, but like right. almost all of the guts of most of the rooms are recycled lumber. That's good. And I see you yeah. still have a stack in between. As we walk down, there's a little reserve it's getting pile. Shorter and shorter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of it is recycled lumber. It's, yeah. it's sure. amazing. Yeah. And even like, because we recycled skate parks and we recycled lumber. So, like, there's so much recycled in this building. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. We'll reuse, not recycle. That's right. We reused it. Right. Yeah. I was going to say repurpose, but sort of. Well, thank you, guys. What's that? Yeah, one of the R's. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle, right? (laughs) Um, Well, this is awesome. I appreciate it. I've been wanting to do this for a while, and it's been fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I'm not going to edit anything. This is is great because I think it was... It went in a nice order, and I think people are really going to enjoy listening to it as we go through all, all the way through beginning to end. It's amazingly, it's amazingly accomplished that in three hours and 21 minutes. <laughs> this is the condensed version of... Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we could have gone seven hours. <laughs> 30 years of bike riding in <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Definitely. So how can everyone find you, of course? Uh, uh, thewheelmill.com or 
uh, Instagram, Facebook, at the Wheel Mill. Same on all uh, on all, all platforms. platforms. Yeah. All okay. Platforms. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And camps? Are you filled up on camps now, or are Not you still yet. taking? We're still we still got room. Yeah. Okay. In the city of Pittsburgh, we actually offer more than most, so we actually have a lot more space. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, we offer longer than most other camps, so right. we have a lot of space. And uh, but that's by design. So sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they can find that uh, through the through the website or yeah, wml.com/camps. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Home numbers, you want to give those out? No. Yeah, no, no. sure. Oh, yeah. Or maybe just not answer the loan like all number. The other not, calls. Yeah. <laughs> not the phone number, the loan number. Half, <laughs> if you'd <laughs> like to help pay off the loan, yeah. yeah. Half the people right. that, that, that uh, <laughs> are listening to this have been to my mom's house, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Pam's front yard? Pam's front yard. Pam's yeah. front yard. Yeah. yeah. I've learned a lot here in this city. (laughs) Sometimes more than I wanted to, but I've always learned a lot every time I come. All right, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for letting me use the space again. For sure, yeah. It's like such a cool place to record with really great people. Yeah, Yeah. that's part of the whole idea. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's a meeting place for sure. It's your official studio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have one on Long Island. (laughs) <laughs> With no uh, loans. I don't have any loans on these. Nice. <laughs> right. Hey, that's good. Wheel Mill Studio. Yeah, that's it. Well, thank awesome. you guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah, I appreciate it.